0: everyone got one what's your opinion this is the ramp room tongues won't be bitten ain't no rules just spill it and anybody can get it no limit we get to kill it you tuning into the thrillers and no
1: ain't no stopping
0: any topic even the random. A brand. i hope that you ready we entering in the zone soon we only grown shit welcome to the ramp
2: that's it that's
1: all i got to say What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest, and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room. We keep it real. We keep it opinionated. We keep it what, Chris? 2022. Yeah. On this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, and shit like that. Uh, (laughs) I was about to say disclaimer. I'm so used to you not being here for the last month or so. (laughs) I'm back now. I'm finally back. back. I mean, it's just difficult
3: to get here, but... um, you're difficult, looking difficult good difficult I'm, to get here I'm, I'm i mean i'm better i'm better yeah,
1: you looking it looks normal yeah yeah that's good my eye oh. the thing with the eye so it, driving is difficult it it not been, not it, like
3: the streets no, of la no no no, are, no The driving it's been very really okay, hard it's it been too hard it's just you know because this thing in my eye i can't necessarily see out of my i can see a little bit better now out of my left eye right. but it's hard to drive without if you can't yeah. use that mirror right yeah. You know, because mm-hmm. then you are like, right, now I got to tilt my head all the way over here to <laughs> see the mirror. You know, so it's crazy. So um, but but things are good. Yeah. You know, um, things are all good. Things things are all good. I had uh, a am writing some stuff. I finished my horror film finally. Oh my god, this my fucking, I can't believe I was finished. Um, JP
1: said he want to read it when you read it so. <laughs>
3: well, Like like we have any time for that, right? <laughs> um, totally. was good? Um, I had a great like. Performance review on the Equalizer, great performance right. review, yeah, good. really, really good. Um,
1: I didn't even know they did those on TV. Neither did I, but <laughs> I've mean, never,
3: never had yeah.
1: one.
0: Well, <clears> actually, <throat> I take that back. Jeff Melwine did one. Well, no. he, here's
1: the thing:
3: I had always is that I had, you know, I went to this thing when I was in Star Trek the first year on Staff Writer, where I was so unsure about. That's shitty. Like my status on the thing and there's a lot of shit going on and I had no idea if I was gonna come <clears> back. And when I did come back, I was like, okay, great. But then going forward I was reading something else about just like a way to be a better kind of leader right. in stuff. And it was this woman was saying, always ask for feedback, you know, from people. Because because th- that means that you're like you're open to hearing their criticism. Okay. About you. So I so the minute that I you know, got the approval on my episode break when I pitched it to the showrunners mm. and they were really cool and they were like, okay, so now write up the outlines. So when I sent the outline in, I said to them, hey guys, um, I'll listen with feedback on, you know, like these four areas. I just, I just, like, I'm gonna see what you guys are thinking, X, Y, and Z. Um, and they were like, oh yeah, 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 like soon we'll get back to you, soon we'll get back to you. And they didn't because things got crazy. This is like sure. right before they started production. But, then you know, at this point, we're kind of like winding down for for the holiday break. They sat down and they gave everybody, you know, like just their thoughts about like how they performed, you know, like during the season. Because right. the the main thing that uh, Joe and Adam were saying is it's terrible when you don't know, or you know. So we're just trying to like to to everyone know like where they are. um and and I like,
1: let me just preface this, and you can jump into Linnell. It's not intentional usually. It's, it's just not. when you get to production, you the train is just moving. The last thing they're thinking about is going back to let the staff writer know how they did over the season. Staff it's writer, just, I mean, busy. whoever
3: I mean, like, I, I mean, like, like they gave everybody, uh, you know, like a review from what yeah. I heard. You mm-hmm. know, just so if they know they're coming back, because obviously some people on who are on the upper levels like might not come back either. Yeah. Um, but this is where your number good. two should come in handy. Go ahead.
0: It's also good to inter- do in terms of HR um situation right so if you end up not bringing a writer back and they're like what the hell I was doing such a good job right. you now have a documented situation where you yeah. sat down with the person you gave them feedback and so they can't they yeah. can't run the HR and be like oh my yeah. goodness yeah. this is out of nowhere
3: like, I never knew yeah. you know because mm-hmm. I mean look I mean we still have what well, they started shooting I think episode 311 right but I think they they 311 goes to a couple couple more days into next week right. Um, what episode was yours this year? It's 3.09. 3.09, okay. So it's the second one back <clears throat> from the break, um, which is be early January, I think. Um, but it's just one of those things where I think that, like, everybody needs to know what their situation is. Particularly as a writer on these things where you don't know if you're going to come back, you know. Mm-hmm. And this, this, is, this in particular, because they got that two-season pickup, it's like, you know, everyone wants to know, am I coming back for the second season? Because you have the second season is, is, is I mean, that season four has already been greenlit, you know? So who's coming back? So then everyone can just kind of chill, or not chill, but make plans about what they're going to be doing, you know, in the hiatus, or go out to look for another job, or, or, or you know, or, or, or just like whatever. It cuts down the uncertainty about, you know, just like what your career path is. And I think a lot of people who, you know, who I've met, it's always a scary thing. Like you don't know. Like if the show's gonna get picked up. If it does get picked up, mm-hmm. is it gonna be like a budget mm-hmm. cut back? You know, there's all this stuff that could go on. So, um, so it was great. To that, that have nothing even to do with you. It's not. You, nothing, you nothing to do with you at all. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with it at all. There's nothing you can control. Mm-hmm. You know, and you, and you just have to sit there and just be like, "What the fuck? It happened." And the, and the inner, you know, your stomachs trying to be churning and shit and everything. Mm-hmm. You need to be hopping tums because you don't know what's going well, on. Hang on. You know, but but so what? I'm so it's just like tums. I've, yeah, I'm not saying. Me, i'm saying i've seen people pop tongues when they get ex- <laughs> when they get excited or they get antsy um but it's just one of those things you know that to me i felt that it was great to. but the thing is that, like i was expecting it you know and, and and then the thing that they told me you know um you know because i this one thing is that like you don't know how you really are oh. to everybody Right. in the room like you mm-hmm. don't know that you yeah. th- you know if people are and also it's like you know like writers are not usually good managers so they're not really good at like knowing how to give feedback to other people they about fear their confrontational work. conversations they fear difficult conversations they'd rather retreat re-
0: not say anything Yeah, do all this passive you know, aggressive, aggressive shit stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. or if it's like if it's even if it's good Lynell
1: White, know, by the way, Lynell White. Yeah, yeah I,
0: we, we haven't even gotten to me because Chris is, you know, <laughs> you know pontificating.
3: I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm just talking about what I'm. I'm trying to talk His about ten minute rant when he starts right? talking. <laughs> anyway,
1: <laughs> anyway. But, JP, but, uh, JP, this happens every week. Yep, <laughs> every time Chris it's goes like, off just for, wait for it
3: I'm, Okay, I'm done. I have a lot of things to just say, but I'm it. done now.
0: I think it's a great point. It's an exercise in patience. It's an
3: exercise. I have nothing else to say for the whole episode. I'll just you know I'll just ring the
1: bell that's all I'll do <laughs> so if you guys are grown we'll jump into the show so of course we got the sis in the building the sis in the building <laughs> we have our sister in the building Linnell White uh, writer hello, producer director hello. herself long time no here. it's been a minute
0: um, I just want to say sure. off the top rest in peace P22 the mountain lion that was living in Griffith oh. Park for 10 years I'm um, um, sad about that. But, but did they shoot it? No, dude. They, they when they picked him up, do you know the backstory that he was starting to venture into Silver Lake and Los Feliz yeah. and was attacking some dogs and oh, dogs? Yeah, he attacked a few dogs and <laughs> so his habit his patterns were different. Mm. Norm, you know he was doing different things. and so they were concerned about him and they trapped him in the back of this woman's home and um, evaluated him medically and found that you know he had kidney disease um heart disease there was some it looked like his eye was bad because he'd been hit by a car someone oh, you know right. because he's coming down you know right. his patterns were just different and he's been living alone up there for a long time he didn't have a mate he didn't have right. so but he kept our coyote population down yeah. it was, it, there's a balance to every ecosystem yeah. right so yeah. now without p22 i'm like all right you could, coyotes are gonna come down the hills and see how many chihuahuas get attacked now right. yeah. with these coyotes because coyotes don't fuck around right. They're just like, oh, hey. Mm-hmm. I've, I've squared off on a couple. Just, I'm out. Do, 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 do. Let me walk to 7-Eleven. Oh. <laughs> and this is Los Feliz. Yeah,
2: right. you can see them.
0: Yeah. They just, yeah. they don't care. So, um, rest in peace, P-22. You know, I'm a cat supremacist. So, mm-hmm. anytime um, a cat is at 12 years old. That's years thing, old. by the way. Cat <laughs> supremacy. First time i heard of it. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cat supremacy. Right. Um. And I had, I, you know, I left for New York for a while, so I wasn't here. Right. Um, How was your trip? I had a lot of family stuff go on yeah. there. Um, you know, aunt passed away suddenly. Yeah, no, um, yeah, just a lot of family stuff that I was glad that I was there for. Right. So here's a lesson. Again, being a cat supremacist, <laughs> um, and you don't know this, JP, but <clears throat> my cat, Honey, passed away in August. She was 18, oh, 18 years old. a long long life a long life and she was loved Um, Mm -hmm. and when she passed I was just like you know of course I'm devastated and someone posted on my Facebook page because I put like an obituary to Honey on the Facebook page because some of my friends knew her especially some people I've served with in the Air Force whatever they knew her and other people just you know are sympathetic because like animals become part of our Mm -hmm. family and I remember this one woman who's like a friend of a friend someone I don't even know well got on the Facebook page and was like you know I know this is hard to hear right now, but honey knew it was time for her to go because you might be needed elsewhere. And I saw that shit and I was like, you fucking bitch, you get on my page, you put the fucking shit on here. I'm going to ring your fucking neck. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm nearly, I'm like, right. I'm going to choke this bitch. But then as I'm home and there's like so many things happening that I needed to be there to support my mom and help her with. You know, my sister had to go to the emergency room. My aunt passed away. There was all kinds. Of, I was like, oh, I needed to be here. Normally, Mm. I would not be in New York.
1: Right. You know. You don't be gone that long. I
0: I, I haven't been in New York that long since I left when I was 17 to to go to the Air Force Academy. That was the longest. Because I've been back for like a week or two, holidays, whatever. But this was two and a half months. And I was like, first of all, number one, long live Long Island. All you people (laughs) that want to hate on Long Island (laughs) can kiss my ass is a golden place welcome to the show JB. <laughs> golden place cat supremacy in Long Island that's what I'm talking about <laughs> so anyway my my childhood you know streets if you will I can't even call them streets it's like the mean streets of Long Island that's right. a joke but um you know my childhood Mecca if you will I am right. just like man it's kinda nice here mm. if I could like figure out how to shoot a show here or, or run a show here like that would right. be great I'd be so happy so mm-hmm. just reconnecting with like my roots right. um
2: yeah. So, so that sometimes was it's like
1: ch- I always tell people it's like changing your environment. Yes. Sometimes you do that. It, may, it just gives you a new, yes. fresh, you know, yes. feeling and stuff like that. Yes. That's not bad. So
2: it always. And,
0: does. I, and I, you know, went like a girl I went to high school with. No, nah, I shouldn't say girl. We're grown now. We grown. Um, but we sat and had lunch mm-hmm. and caught up. I was like, oh my goodness, like, there's different restaurants. Demographics have changed, of course. Um, you know, rest in peace, Sunrise Mall. I love Sunrise Mall. Sunrise Mall is gone. Um, they used to be the hangout. Um, so things have changed, but I'm still like the feeling of. I don't know if I can't even describe like the feel, the energy of your of your of your home right. where you where you had your formative years. I'm just like, cause I I can literally walk around my neighborhood, and I'm like, oh yeah, I've been inside that house. I've been inside that house. I've been inside because it was back in the day when no. when you would play with your friends. It's like, hey, I'm coming over Like you just knock yeah. on the door. Hey, so and so home. You come on in. Like oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, I know they don't know how to they don't yeah. know what that is now.
3: If you show up at someone's house, like unannounced <laughs> you know, un- unannounced without texting you yeah. knocking on that door exactly.
0: we used to do that all the time because yeah. it was like yeah. you
3: know you, yeah. you're probably still knocking mm-hmm. because they didn't let you, you in let <laughs> you. And, they, and they eat and you could eat right all of that right
0: whatever they're doing yep. you doing. Yep. oh wait we're, we're about to head to movies okay I'm you know they put mm-hmm. you in the car you go yep. it's just so we don't have that anymore so I was like man I'm trying to be all nostalgic for the olden days like everything was so much better mm-hmm. but some things were some sure. things were it was yeah. just
1: simpler mm-hmm. and then simpler sometimes mm-hmm takes away all the fast paced everything has to move you know type of a thing that we're in where everything is just like oh I don't have time for that oh I'm doing this yeah oh I don't want to go and talk to you I want to text you I want to we didn't I mean because we
0: didn't have phones so we didn't we couldn't text I couldn't text my friends I mean we we was, had a
1: phone I, we just didn't have a phone you could take with we you have, yeah exactly we, i'm sorry <laughs> i'm not that old <laughs> shit
0: <laughs> we didn't have alexander Graham bell with a telephone no lord have mercy no we didn't have you know cell, we didn't phones, have cell phones. phones um so i had a phone in my room and i was considered a uppity yeah. rich bitch yeah because i had my own line in my room to you know gossip
1: with the girls but but mom could still pick up no, was it separate. Oh, you she had your own had line. A separate line. Oh, no. again, that's even better. again. See, we had the shared <laughs> line. <laughs> I
0: had my own line. Okay. Yeah. So well, you was
1: living real fancy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shit. <laughs> okay, you was balling. Mm-hmm. you know that's <laughs> nice
4: because it makes you appreciate. I mean, you're going back after all that time it makes you appreciate the uniqueness of your right mm-hmm. of your growing up. Right. You know, and you're in a different place where people had a different experience. Mm-hmm. Like it makes you realize how special. How good I your had it. Is. I used yeah. to
0: walk to school. Oh yeah. I walked to elementary school, and you know and my school was not, over not, a mile and, away. And I still I grew, walked. I grew up in New York, yeah. and well, mine was a mile. Mine was maybe like a quarter mile, like mm-hmm. a quarter mile around the corner. My high school and my elementary school were that close, but when it snowed, your ass was still walking, mm-hmm. still walking. Mm-hmm. And these kids now, they all get dropped off.
1: Yeah. They all get dropped off. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. don't even know how to drive. How you oh. teenagers and don't even? They don't want people. to. They don't 20, want it. They don't even 20? want to learn. I understand I mean, you live in New York and mm-hmm. y'all don't have no cars because there ain't no need for it Well, no, Long, Long Island, you got to have a car. That's Long uh, Island yeah. suburb. That's the beauty. Yeah. Long Island suburb, you got to have you a have car. You got to have a car. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. You, you mm-hmm. got to. Yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. let me so, welcome yeah. to the show my other dude, JP. I'm going to kill your name. How do you say? Arias. Arias Munoz. Arias Munoz. That's
0: what I said. Arias Munoz. That's what it sounds like, doesn't it? Juan Pablo Arias Munoz.
4: Perfect. You got sí. it. See? <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go to Chile. Yeah. Well,
0: okay, so I've been working on my Spanish. I have an instructor. His name is Josue. Josue. Not not That's Jose, you? Josue. Jose. And nice. he lives in Mexico and we've been getting online and he's been helping me. Oh,
1: yeah. so I'm working you're on getting it.
2: Getting ready.
1: Mm-hmm. All right. Estoy listo. <laughs> so JP is our new breakthrough artist over at um, Oh BMP. Okay. And um, um he's a director. Uh, he's got this uh, new film that he has us out and very good about? film. Yeah, it was dope. For I sure. was really impressed, dude. Thank you so much. Did you, you shoot big? it in
4: Chile? No, we shot it here actually in oh. LA. Yeah, because mm.
1: you had some production value. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean it looked, it looked great. Thank you. You know the yeah. the, the monsters, the cabin, just everything in there. Just I the love how the colored. It was just beautiful. Thank you. I don't know if you got a chance to see it. I saw yeah. it. I got
4: we got really lucky because. Um, I mean, it's supposed to take place in the forest, but we had to shoot it here in LA because it was my thesis from school. Oh, okay. really? that's right cool. yeah, yeah, just to, just to, yeah. so people know. Like, we're idea. not talking about like... We
1: ain't playing. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, we're not talking about some... I'm not going to mention names. <laughs> Joe's College and shit. Like right, like... <laughs> right, right.
4: But um, yeah, so it's impossible to find a forest or a Ford Sea area in in Mm -hmm. LA that looks lush like the way that we want it Mm -hmm. but um, we ended up finding the cabin in Altadena and we we found some places in um, uh, Altadena and we shot also in um, uh, somewhere around there Uh, and that like a few weeks before we shot Mm -hmm. everything was uh, gray, yellow like it was in the middle of uh, summer but there was like a three week uh, like record snap. breaking uh, rain. Ah, like they turned it all like a green. Month before. So then when we went scouting again, everything was very, very lush, very green. Right. So we got really lucky. Like, yeah. you can't tell that it was shot in, in LA. Like, no, wow. I, I was thinking someplace else. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm not wow. from the one on one. Like, it's just insane. Mm, really? That's the diversity
0: isolated. here. I mean, you know, there's a reason why they yeah. picked this place. Like, this is where we're going to make movies. Because yeah. yeah. there's a lot of variety in the terrain. I what's, guess. What's,
1: what's it called?
4: Ah, uh, the history of monsters. The history of monsters. Yeah, you can find it. It's on Alter in YouTube. Oh, yeah. okay. But now, cool. has it already done its fest- <clears throat> I'm sorry. Go ahead, no, yeah, yeah it's already done really its like festival run, or is festivals. it still going? We finished the festival run. I wrote the the feature version of it. Oh. And yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah, it's it's a it's, a, it's I love the concept. Uh, I finished the film around the time when the pandemic hit. So yeah. then everyone was like, "All right, we don't want any more." Post-apocalyptic story. <laughs> oh, you know, the like, timing. Okay, know, right. yeah. okay. But you know, like I'm, I'm, I, I wasn't making the film because of a trend because it wasn't a trend back then. Right. So, I'm a firm believer that you you can't chase the trends. You know.
1: So, Tell everybody what it's about.
4: So it's about this woman named Evelyn who lives in an isolated cabin in the woods, and she's basically. Uh, um, living on these this very strict rules, which is like you have to be indoors by sundown because at night these monsters come out and and they they roam the world basically. Yeah. So that's a, almost like alien place, zombie type of A quiet place, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah.
0: It, instead of sound, it's okay. Su- the sun's down.
4: Get your ass indoors, right? right. Yeah. And they won't go inside your house, um, but you have to be indoors mm-hmm. by sundown. Mm-hmm. So the story is that she finds some men that she doesn't know outside in the woods calling for help. she's oh,
0: suspicious she, from jump. You know? yeah, me too, yeah.
4: And, and she decides to bring him in to help him, but she doesn't know anything about this guy. She mm-hmm. doesn't know where I'm he gonna came from. I'm going to
3: let him scream. I ain't going to help him. You know?
4: <laughs> and you scream in the woods, <laughs> I'm
3: going to let you die. <laughs> he's
4: but since she's been alone for years, uh, she's torn basically between her desires of intimacy with this guy mm-hmm. and like, her desires of normalcy right. and her desire to stay alive and her self-preservation. So, it's basically like a film that puts this character between these two very primal desires to Mm -hmm. be safe or to uh, a sexual desire, you know, like the attraction. Right. Um, So, that's the whole film. And the reason why I made it is like I think that there's something, of course, very interesting and compelling about post-apocalyptic stories, but Mm -hmm. I've always wanted to see something that is more focused on character Right. and more focused inwards rather than like, oh, let's fight the zombies. Right, yeah, they're, to, very right, the right. they're very in the yeah, background, they're very in the background. Like, I don't think you need to, to, to know where they came from. I don't right. think you need to know where uh, if there's a cure, like how to fight them, like that doesn't matter. It's right. like how will we deal with each other in this situation, yeah. you know? So that's basically what the show is, I mean, what the story is and…
1: It's a monster in the house. I mean, those are always my favorite type of films. And the ones that I prefer to write is where there's people trapped somewhere in one particular contained place. It's usually about the characters inside, you know, they're battling over who's going to be the most strongest and who's going to be the weakest. And the person who's strong becomes weak and the person who's weak becomes strong, you know, in some way, you know what I mean? So I I personally love that.
4: Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think the the interesting thing is that because you don't pay so much attention to the monsters outside, then the monsters become sort of a metaphor for that relationship. Yeah, you know, yeah. and okay. I think it invites the audience to also think about well who's the real monster here? Right. You know? Mm, um mm. Is, is it the there's there's something about this relationship that feels very tense. Um and well that in the end in the mm-hmm. end she's because she's she knows she will be unable to trust him and she also will be unable to control her desires for him, she decides to kick him out. She in the middle of that she throws him to the monsters and she kills him. Right. So basically, oh, you just she just gave the
0: movie away. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so
4: she, de- she destroys. Part <laughs> of <object>. alert, <laughs> Spoiler alert, y'all! Spoiler alert! Because we want
0: people to go watch it. Um, um, yeah,
4: but you destroy the object of desire because mm-hmm. you know you won't be able to control your yourself. So.
0: And men are trash anyway. Throw them to the monsters. <laughs> that's the, that's the question,
4: right? And you see, like, it's on altar now. It's on YouTube, and people have like very different mm-hmm. opinions of mm-hmm. what the right. film is, or what it's, what it stands for, or mm-hmm. what, what the idea is. I. I wasn't trying to make a statement, you know. I wasn't trying to say like all oh, this or like oh, men, yes, are, were. men are bad. Yeah, you were. Um, you yeah, if you're a director, you're not trying. I have my own opinion, but yeah, I'm ma- I make sure that there's uh, there's enough room for the audience to tap their right. in interpretation. Th- cou- th- that's what you want.
3: I mean, like if you if you spoon feed everything to everybody, then it wouldn't exactly. be any good. Yeah. But but yeah. you but you do have to have your. There's a the question. You're, there's a question you're asking about making the movie, and then you and, and then the film is the answer. And then everyone else has to see if they came up with an answer that is makes sense to them. Yeah. You know? It's open to interpretation. Yeah, yeah. that's, that's yeah. always
0: good. That's well, always I think good. I think your timing is actually spot on with the horror genre mm-hmm. because I saw it on Twitter. Yes, I'm still on Twitter. I'm not leaving. I'm not going anywhere. Still there you, you don't run me out of okay. nowhere. Um, <laughs> that, like, the top... Eight of the ten, eight of the top ten grossing films last year, or something like that, were horror movies. Oh, or something. There was a there was a high percentage of horror movies that were doing well at the box office because you know nowadays it's hard to drag not drag, but it's hard to get people to actually go yeah. to movie theaters. Um, if you're not Spider Man, what was it No Way Home that came Hong out? Kong.
2: No, far, far, come, from far, home, from far From
1: Home. Far from Home. Far from Home. Far from, far
0: from home. home.
2: Okay.
1: So, the, Something the, with a home, in The, it. Most, recent. No way, no way, the most,
0: most recent
4: No way home. Was the last no
0: one. way home. Yeah. I, you know, corrected you me. Right.
4: I was like, you
1: right. Jesus. You were you were
0: asking me. <laughs> <didn't> man, am <laughs> No, I was like, No way home is the one. I was like, yeah, because the other ones show up and how they. Okay, anyway. Um, or Doctor Strange or. Black Adam, I don't know how Black Adam did, we can honest with you.
3: Didn't do well. Um,
0: okay. okay, so we're moving on. Um, but yeah, it's like mm-hmm. there were horror movies that did really well. Like Black Phone did well. and mm-hmm. Yeah. So X
3: did well. Well, Smile. I mean, here's the thing. Smile here's did well, you know, here's, yeah. the th- here's the thing, right? You know, I mean, this is, why, this is why I just finished mine. This is why I got some people who were interested in putting it out. The ship interested in it. Because I was like, all people want to see in the theaters is... Cart- is cartoons, the Marvel movies, or they like, or they'll see the horror films. Right. You know, and and like, and and you get like, anybody will go see these, Top Gun or the Spider Man oh Marvel stuff like that, mm-hmm. right? But all the movies, people are like, yeah, I'll wait for it unless it's a horror film because kids will go see horror films. So go make a horror film. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like, got to I mean, be good though. of course it's gonna be good. It can't just you can't go make them. I mean, yeah. like, I mean, look, I watched maybe 40 <clears throat> getting ready to do r- right mark i mean right. most and even i've watched a lot of classic ones they're not that good they're all they're 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 not this is they're good scares or there's a good little moment to what mm-hmm. happened but they're not like you know there's very few that are that are like really a, that's a fucking good story yeah. as well as right. yeah. you know like i watched um El Toro's, like, Chronos, oh, yeah. his vampire thing. That's yeah. fucking good. That's, that's a good mm-hmm. vampire story, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was his devil's backbone. Oh, but yeah. you look at, you look at all know. this stuff and just like, okay, yeah, you're trying to scare me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or was, like paranormal Activity, there's like one little thing going on. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I mean, whatever. Those guys made all the money, everything like that. But you try to watch it. I think it's the t- trick with horror movies is how do you watch them again and again as you know it was like a viewer I know, was thinking right? about that because like
1: when we were in the 80s all the big movies Aliens and uh, uh, The Thing Hell, Jaws The so Thing i, Jaws, I go back to 1975. I'd classify that as a yeah. horror movie oh yeah for sure all that was in but think about how many times I can't think of how many times I've seen The Thing I mean mm-hmm. like 20 it's good, aliens like twenty. It's good, even back then. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like you just keep. So it's, it's interesting. The, you the, say you wore the VHS tape out. Yeah, what's yeah. the thing that makes you keep watching it over, yeah, well, and, over well, and over? Because
3: it's you know it's like the stories are really really good. I mean I mean if you go back and look at a lot, we were talking earlier. We're not going to get into this, but we're going to mm-hmm. talk earlier about dumb characters. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> so the, the the thing is, in in most most horror movies, the characters are really dumb. Yeah. You know, they're really dumb and, and they put themselves in situations that you the audience are like, What the fuck are you doing? Right. What the fuck are you doing?
0: It's like that commercial where there's a guy in a like a leather mask hunting the teenage people and the one girl's like, Why don't we get in that running car? Yeah. And they're oh, like, oh, Are you oh, crazy? Oh. Let's go hide behind the chainsaws. That's what uh, goes yeah. on in a lot
3: yeah. of these
1: movies. That is it's, my favorite commercial. Yes. yes. <laughs> That's what happens commercial. all the
3: time. Yeah. I mean I mean look, I, I saw a horror movie uh, right before my eye went crazy. I actually watching I went crazy called Barbarian, right? Yeah. True. Oh. Great movie Marbury's a great movie It's a great yeah. movie But there's a moment In the movie Where w- that Some shit happens And, 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 I'm, and the whole audience Was like Oh bitch no What are you doing Because she's going Downstairs in the dark In no. a little hidden passage And she's like I'm mm. gonna keep going And I'm like Nah <laughs> Nah See Not the kid Right Because I'd be like Uh uh-uh. uh But They did that in that movie And it doesn't hurt That movie that much Because it's something Because you, because I'm gonna get with to move around. Because but, the but the, they
1: always have a hero who is extra curious. You don't need to be that curious. But they are. They they do things <laughs> that you <laughs> wouldn't normally <laughs> okay, do. So, so so and so, they, they cross into a, a new dimension. Okay, that yes, you would
3: never they're cross. possible. That's why they end up surviving. <laughs> they're they're possible. Galaxy. But yeah. there's a thing
1: in they just don't know how to yet.
3: It, it would, okay, but the, it's one of those things where it's like, <clears throat> you know, like so like. The setup in Barbarian, if you haven't seen, it's pretty really fucking good. It's like a girl shows up at an Airbnb, and there's a dude already there who's who's staying there. And and she's like, you need to fuck about out here. This is my spot. He's like, no, 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 it's my spot. And they realize they got double booked because it's on the different app. Which, different, which is... Yeah, which happens, right? Yeah, It happens apps. all the time. Mm-hmm. So so somehow he convinces her to stay, which, is, which to me, I'm like, I don't even know about that because... Really? You know, as a woman and a strange guy in the house I mean you, like what is the and but 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 you kinda go, Okay, maybe, maybe. But then something else crazy happens where some shit happening in the basement and there's like a secret passage and I'm like no, I don't. care would be, be out. You'd be out. I'd be out. Go home, yeah. yeah, I'd be out. You know, <clears throat> yeah. just because I was like, and every the artist was like, "No, bitch, don't go down that hall. Don't go down <laughs> that st- th- th- that stairwell at the end of the hall when there's blood on the bed. Right. They'll be doing that." Mm-hmm. But that's what happens in a lot of horror films, and the ones that are you mentioned, the thing. There's no one that's making a dumb choice in the thing, yeah, true. you know they don't or aliens, you, yeah, like like or aliens, now, yeah, it's now, all survival, it's all survival yeah. Now now sometimes
0: well even I could go, I could say not a living dead, I oh, yeah, mean classic. you know,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, but you look at some of the stuff and they're like, oh, that so why didn't you leave? you know,
4: there's always the question, why didn't yeah. you leave, you know, but um, I think there's <laughs> there's um there's um. There's a range, right? Because that is a, like you would call it a stupid decision, a dumb character, but the film still works. You know, the film still works. So um, there's like, are there enough stupid decisions that the characters are making to make it turn the off? The audience will give that's you like audience. one or yeah, two. Yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. If you start yeah. doing
0: too many, they're well, like, I'm checking well, out of this because they you know? also want to have fun. Yeah, you know? like
4: they
3: want to have fun. But the thing is, that is what you're saying here. It is like someone is usually extra curious. Who's that person? I get that. I get... It's just that there's all... You're right. There's the balance of yeah. like, how many fucking dumb moves am I going to make yeah. before, the, before the audience is like, oh, I'm out.
1: Well, you know... You just you just use one of my favorite movies, Out of Living Dead, right? Mm-hmm. So, which I've probably seen 20, 30 times too. Here's a cool thing that happens. So there's... I think there's five or six characters in there. The black guy, mm-hmm. the white girl. There's a... There's a girl with the teenage girl with her boyfriend, the old guy who's the mean guy with the wife downstairs mm-hmm, and the daughter. Mm-hmm. So you get all these characters. All everybody's the archetype, mm-hmm. right? It's like mm-hmm, the per- mm-hmm. perfect cast, right? So what happens is the teenage girl decides, I can't stay in here anymore. I'm going crazy. So so they lock themselves inside of a contained place. at some, at some point, somebody says, I can't do it anymore. Mm. It's protected them the entire night. Until somebody says, I'll just open this one
3: latch. I'm going I'm, to I'm a, I'm a break. You know
1: what I'm saying? Someone's going to break. And then that causes the chaos. This is always Act mm-hmm. 3. This mm-hmm. causes the chaos of mm-hmm. every single mm-hmm. thing inside of it and turns it all around to that scary person now being the person who weeds the weapon. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So, that I think that's why I like it. Well, I just see, love well, those. I
3: mean, like, like to me... The best—I mean, I don't know the best—but the horror film that like I like the most of late was the movie called *It Follows*. Mm-hmm. Oh because goodness, the, I like that one as well. Because, because in them. that, yeah. those people don't make dumb decisions, right? You know. Now there's a now the the thing is is that there's a couple decisions that the the girl in there that makes that are kind of like, what are you doing? Because she, it's only because she's freaking out at that point. Mm-hmm. When she's like the scene on the beach, when there's at the house, and she like gets in the car and like and leaves everyone, and like I get the fuck out, and she has an accident. Yeah. I mean, sure, she's freaking out. So, so, so that's not like a. What are you doing kind mm-hmm. of thing like the, th- the commercial you mentioned mm-hmm. where everyone is in there? S- See every- the, the thing is is that if you're in your sane mind and, and, and are questioning shit, yeah. you shouldn't make a dumb decision yeah. <clears throat> But if you're freaking out because this creatures come up in the house and looking like your friend and You're like oh shit who's fucking real and blah 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 yeah. then it's kind of like you the character have had like a small psychotic break just a small one, mm-hmm. and you're like, I'm gonna do the fuck I can to get out of here. The total survival instinct right, just right. takes over completely. And that, but but that's why that's a good movie because there's not a moment where you're there. And plus, they do all that smart stuff to find the dude mm. who like tricked her. Like, let's go to that house, and there's just like it's a smart mystery, you right. know.
4: But that's the that's the hard part of writing horror is oh, yeah. that you get the characters into a situation. And you need them to go in a certain direction. I so know you need that's why it's hard. Yeah. That's happen. why it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. I
3: mean, yeah. no, but yeah you, yeah, you have to. You have to force someone to do something. That the audience knows, like, like it's a force. Unlike in most movies where people make a choice based upon what their character is, oh, you know what, he's gonna do this because right. we've sewn, it, sewn him fucking up, and at least it's like a liar, liar. He's mm-hmm. lying, 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 and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna lie to his kid because we know he does that. In horror films, the characters don't get established that strongly right. as what as what their decision making might be. You know, because this is, because I gotta keep you scared. <clears> you know, I gotta have the damn, <throat> you know, whatever the tension. You gotta get to the get to the point I, and, of and, and the yeah, movie, the, yeah, pretty yeah, quick. You know, and you gotta yeah. like get to it fast. And I mean, you know, I mean, sometimes people do dumb stuff. Like, what's the one? Um, shit, there's just one with like we were talking about this actress one time, but um, something on the road. Like, I mean, like you get in a car accident or something mm-hmm. like that, and you gotta like do crazy shit. And then, I mean, there's, there's always those things, which yeah. is like the, it's like the coincidence that could get you somewhere is, is okay. Mm. You know, but there can't be coincidence, you know, like for instance, right. okay, the haunted house. Well, I'll go in because I need to go in, you know, but I mean, it's, it's the only house. It's only house around I, yeah. or, or yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I look, I'll tell you a story mm-hmm. with, with, with some haunted house. Well, some scary ass shit that make you go. Walk. I see. Well, I see. Well, I see why you can make a dumb to, or, uh, a questionable mm-hmm. decision. Remember, <laughs> I was in college one time and I was coming back from Chicago and I was in this, this blizzard and my car went off the road and it like flipped and I was. Oh my oh, goodness! You know, it was crazy and slid, slid down the damn this the whatever the embankment the, couldn't see me from the road with the lights on too much and everything like that. Yeah. So I mean, and it's like the you know, and a door is fucking heavy. Right. If this the cars oh, al- on I'm
0: already, I'm already getting like, anxiety. <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> so okay. So so the thing is, I have to go out of the the sunroof, go out of the sunroof, mm-hmm. and I'm
0: assuming it opens. Assuming you got, you know.
3: Oh, well, that's gosh. what I do because I couldn't, get the, I couldn't hold the door open and get out. So I went out the sunroof. Uh, all the weight. Yeah. The- all the weight. So then I'm walking <laughs> around in the snow. And like I go up to one house and knock on the oh, door. Oh, and you black too? I'm oh, black Mm-mm. in fucking Indiana <laughs> <laughs> at the <laughs> time. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wait, shit. Well, write this movie. I, oh, yeah. Oh, is- uh-huh. <laughs> oh yeah. So, 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 so what happens
1: is, so the, the first person I go to, I
3: was, I go to this woman.
1: I go, that's the incident. He just crashed. <laughs> no, so so
3: uh, I I go to the woman. I go, hey, um, can I use your phone? I wrecked my car. She, I was she was like, no. I was like, I was like, does she have a phone? She was like, yeah, but not for you to use. Wow. And I was like, oh. There okay. it is. Like that. There it is. Okay. Welcome to Indiana. Okay. okay. So then I went to another house and this old woman, she's maybe in her 60s at the time, but there was that kind of like that weird kind of beatnik quality about her, you mm-hmm. know? She was like, sure, come on in. Oh, my God. Oh. And I was like. Oh, No. I don't know if I want to go in there because it looked weird in the kitchen.
4: But you have to. It you got to call. The call. You call. Like,
3: <laughs> yeah, because I'm there outside. I'm looking and I'm like, I don't want to go up in there. She's, God damn it. So I go in there and she's, you know, she's like running around scurrying and, you know, and she's like, use the phone, use the phone like okay and we caught a phone we called a guy and the guy's like and I, I, and I tell the guy like where I am and where, where Mr. this mom is Walker. back when we
1: knew numbers by heart well right?
3: no 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 <laughs> just <laughs> <called> <laughs> nine, you just called AAA <laughs> <Andrew laughs> or whatever yeah right? yeah okay. I mean, no a gas station like she gave me a gas okay. station number. I thought you were calling yeah. mom or dad no, no 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 because no, no, no. <laughs> um, that's a long distance call okay. you know um, and then her husband comes home and her husband is like six seven, mm. and this lumberjack-looking white dude that's looking like dangerous, and he's just looking at me, and I'm just like, I'm like, how far is the door? <laughs> I'm like, how far is the knife to get, you know? And I'm, she's like, oh, have some drink, and I'm like, I don't want anything. I don't. Know. This is mm. way before the damn get out shit, but I'm like, yeah. I don't know if it's just, good. I, I'm just, I was freaking the fuck out because I was like, I'm in the house that I didn't have gone in. I just like, I was like, can, I was like, can you make the call? She's like, "No, come in, come in," and I was like, "Fuck, do I make?" So it's like the whole them up going in to make the call, to get my car saved, you know. And then the minute you know she was the, the dude, the husband didn't say a word to me; just was staring at me the whole time. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. "Do you want this black boy out of your house? Because mm-hmm. I'm gonna get mm-hmm. out of this house as soon as possible." Like, or are you gonna keep me? I mean, just all this yeah. shit is rolling mm-hmm. out of my head. Mm-hmm. And then finally, I'm like, "Well, I guess I better go. I Guess I better go." And she's like, "No, no, stay. You got time." I was like, "No, no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good." Have some tea. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I'm, and she's like no, and, and I'm I'm trying to argue with her to leave,
4: you know. Yeah. And and yeah. and
3: then finally I just go I gotta go I I just be rude I'm like you know I gotta go and I just get up and bounce and go outside and um and and then I'm like okay now where the fuck is the freeway at because I was like walking around like oh you don't even know I, where you I, was I wasn't at? I wasn't paying attention to where I was walking from I just mm-hmm. was walking trying to find the a, house it's and snow, it's a blizzard it's very hard to track yeah, and right. you know which I mean, directions and, and, and stuff and yeah. I can't find the stuff the, the tracks mm-hmm, anymore mm-hmm. You don't know which way is north, no, which way is none south. Of this shit. Yeah, I mm-hmm. what be- hearing these dogs. <laughs> <So> i <just laughs> hearing this. You're right. It's Like, what's this, the, this, this is movie? You know? this, this
1: is the movie. This is the movie. I don't know why. This isn't a, a and short. And I'm just, or and a I'm just like, yet. where the
3: fuck? Are, I'm like, dogs. I got to get the fuck about of here. Just obstacle
1: I, after obstacle just, after obstacle. Yes, yes.
3: Just, I mean, I'm, I'm hearing them like on the, with the chain link. I'm just like moving. I'm like, I got to get the fuck on. And I finally like, I start jogging the, oh I forgot to tell you I didn't bring good shoes I, just wasn't I was like, thinking about that when I was you in regular shoes. shorts yes. I wasn't in boots yes. and shit cause you wanna be styling yes. wanna be cute you're yeah. in college yeah, yeah. and so, I was yeah. like oh where the fuck I mean I'm like <laughs> and I'm and and running so now, my, now you're
0: starting to get like with hypothermia in the feet and mm. stuff is yeah. that I'm,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm cutting through I'm cutting through people's yards mm. cause I'm like okay there's your freeway I can see it because of the lights, you know, to the but but I'm cutting through those yards, still hearing these dogs the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? scene what you <laughs> right in the distance, and I was like, I got to fucking out it. I got to, to fucking out of it. <laughs> and I get back to the car. And I finally chill at the car. And I'm like, but this motherfucker can't see me. If you're down in the car. If I'm down in the car, mm. even with those hazard lights on, he can't see me. You didn't better. have any flares in the car? emergency kit? <laughs> no, I didn't know any about that <laughs> shit
0: didn't it? at the time.
3: <clears> okay. <throat> so I get up. So then I got to get- you going to be up.
0: driving in a blizzard, bro.
3: I didn't expect it to be, be blizzard. I didn't expect that at mm. all. Um. Mm. So then I get up on the fucking freeway. And I, I'm just like. I'm I'm i like whenever a car comes by, I'm like waving my hands. Like, is this is this the pickup truck yeah. from the rental car? Because you can't you can't see what a car is when the lights until it's up like, on like, like when the getting, yeah. when the lights it's are coming at back, you yeah. and it's snowing. And the thing, is, the reason why the car wrecked was it was blizzarding so bad that like this pickup. Tr- I mean, the, a semi went by and like kicked up so much snow from the freeway. Like it hit my fucking uh, the windshield and like, it was so heavy that it, the blades didn't. Didn't move it off, uh-huh. you know? And so I was, f- so finally I got picked up. Finally the guy picked me up and like was like, where's your car? I was like, down the ditch. He was like, oh, yeah, I would have missed it. Uh-huh. I was like, yeah, motherfucker, I know you would have missed us. So that's I was up here. It was fucked up. The, the whole-
0: scene you describe with the with going to the woman's house and she's kind of weird and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to come in here. There's a fantastic scene in Zodiac. Oh, yeah. Where Jake yeah. Hall goes to the theater owner's yeah, house yeah. And and he's like, you know, looking for the posters. Oh, mm-hmm. I think, I think, uh, in the, basement. The, the killer basement. might have, might yeah. have signed the post. And the whole time you come in, creepy old, you know, creepy old guy, he's making tea on the stove. You're hearing sounds in the house. Let's go down to the basement. And then the guy's in shadows. And he's like, do you yeah. think he might have seen the film and was inspired, you know, like Ooh. most dangerous game at the theater? And just, it was, it's,
3: it builds so much And like, he's telling yeah. you shit like, motherfucker, yeah, that's where you hunt people. Oh, fuck this, you know, this, yeah. yeah. And he's just, you know, going through the posters
0: and Jake <laughs> Gyllenhaal's freaking out. He's hearing stuff in the house and he goes racing out of there. Right. Racing out of there. Only to get to the door. Oh, the door's fucking locked. And then the guy's right behind him. Creepy little guy, you know? And it's, he unlocks it's, it's, it. Because you're thinking, at that point, it had you thinking, that might be the fucking Zodiac. He's in the house yeah, with yeah. the fucking the Zodiac. Zodiac. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's
0: not Because he, he's like, oh, Mr. Grayson. I signed the posters myself. It's <laughs> <was> like, oh <laughs> shit. It's you his dude. You, his you the dude.
2: You, yeah. the dude. <laughs> <laughs> you the dude. Shit. It's such
0: a good movie. Yeah. yeah. It's a great movie. It doesn't qualify as horror, but there's some scenes in it where you're like
4: Suspense. 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 Yes. You know,
3: I mean the difference that makes a thriller and a horror is 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 it gory or not, or just like yeah. some shit happening. I think
4: mm-hmm. the interesting thing about and you were talking about audiences going to see horror films and preferring horror films. The great thing about horror is that it's such a huge umbrella that there's, like, so many different types of films that mm-hmm. go t- under there, uh, that, at least from a producing or, like, from a marketing standpoint, right. it's very helpful because you have something like The Witch that falls under the same same umbrella as, like, the Saw films right. or, you know, like, Paranormal Activity. Right. So, at least from, from my perspective, you can really sneak into really uh, important conversations in mm-hmm. horror, you know, and, like, get people to go see it because it's a horror film, or you can uh, sneak in a very artistic perspective into it, you know, as a filmmaker. I think that's what, that's what makes horror so interesting. Get out, get
0: out, what's putting a lot of racial and political things in in
3: a a horror movie. Well, that's the thing about, you know, why I was, I I wanted to do a horror film, I think, I, I can't remember which one I saw. By the way,
1: I just saw, Latoya Morgan just posted on Twitter, she's doing a, uh, not living dead oh yeah mm-hmm. remake. Oh. yeah remake
3: mm-hmm. cool. um but it's the thing about horrors that i noticed maybe like two or three years ago i was like oh this is like the only genre where the filmmakers actually like can still do stylized work yeah exactly. Right. i mean people don't do it in anything else anymore really? i mean like or, or like new filmmakers don't like obviously someone fincher's gonna do a film he's gonna whatever he's known i mean those mm-hmm. people who are kind of established will do that but i think newer filmmakers are so caught up in like trying to be realistic with what they're trying to like portray yeah. that they don't realize that there's like I, I I have this discussion all the time with some people is that like the 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 the, the vocabulary of filmmaking has gotten so narrow mm-hmm. in the last four or five years because everyone is so caught up in it's got to be realistic it's got to be authentic and it's mm-hmm. like that's not true yeah you know there's the 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 thing that we uh, I think that's why people don't find movies that interesting anymore because they lack the sense of theater to the work you know i mean i was talking to someone the other day a cinematographer guy i was like well yeah you know what i find it's difficult about um digital cameras is, is that, that you're constantly struggling to take away light Right. To make your image work, whereas film, it's like you gotta give it light. You gotta give whatever you want. You gotta give light. And I was mm-hmm. like, think about it. That means you're you're shooting energy at whatever you're putting light on. Mm-hmm. You know, like the energy from the wavelength is what you see. Then <clears throat> pops up off. You know, the camera and the the film in a certain way that you don't see the same way when most people do. do, do. I think that's why. I don't know. It's something I'm trying to figure out. Like like, you know, like why do the films today don't resonate the same way they used mm-hmm. to? You know, I think it's. I think it's. I think t- to me, it's the way they're shot. You know, mm. like you know, like the the way they're but shot, it, like like. I don't doesn't, know.
0: I don't like, know if that's. It's, I I think some of the storytelling is just not. Like storytelling is be.
3: bad too. The storytelling is bad. But I, but I look at stuff. And I'm like this. You know what? If this was shot in a way that. that- but that's
0: you. I mean, because you're you're like topless, sinful. Cine- I'm talking about the kid in Des Moines who's just like, hey, I just want to go to the movies this weekend and have some sort of escape from my bullshit going on at home or at mm. school, or whatever. And they're just not. Which is the majority of people. Ex- the majority no. of people, yeah. not, not coastal yeah. elites, no, you know, no, I'm, I'm not, like I'm, we are.
3: No, I'm, I'm not saying, look, I, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. What I'm saying is I think, so, I think, you know, like the other day they, they, they released that sight and sound list of the top whatever 100 films, right? I remember seeing the first clip of this thing <laughs> was from po- po- Apocalypse Now, that scene where he's coming out of the water yeah. in the nighttime and it's flashing and shit like that. And, and, <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, the way that looks. Mm-hmm. like burns in your in your eye yeah. and yeah. it totally creates this image that he, here we are 45 years later, we still remember it, you right. know. And I kept. I was seeing my brother. I was like, "Oh, if we shot this today. It all be natural white yeah. Shit would all be like available white Like that light on his face. That's one color. Mm-hmm. The light, in the light. You know, like like that wouldn't be there. So the image wouldn't wouldn't." Nearly- I feel what you're saying because if you go back and watch a movie like RoboCop,
0: and you're like, yeah. "Oh, what's a big what's a big deal? Right. There is a there's a lot of they're doing a lot with light. They're doing a mm-hmm. lot with also atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you know, yeah. um, to create like word. different different, different, yes. layers different, layers different layers in the, in the frame yeah. in the frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. you know,
3: and so as, I think so. Even if you're not a filmmaker, you sit and watch that, and the image is so much stronger because it's so vibrant. It's so dynamic right. yeah. in what it is. People
0: aren't taking the time to construct their image, their framing, framing anymore. anymore. No, What they're doing is like, turn the camera on. It's cheap to run
4: digital. Let's go. Yeah. I think there's something about um, like a certain standardization of the language, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm going to say this, but it has something to do with TV also where mm. there's like a, very conventional way in which you shoot television, mm-hmm. which is like mm-hmm. you shoot two cleans, two overs, mm-hmm. you shoot a master, and mm-hmm. then let's move on. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you can do that for
0: speed. Yeah,
4: exactly. Yeah. It's necessary, right, for production. But I think that kind of takes away the language of mm-hmm. film. For sure. You know? Yes. And I start 100%. thinking about like back in the 90s, you have Tarantino uh, talking, I mean laying films in a very different structure or Paul Thomas Anderson in different chapters yeah. Spike Lee you know like I think there's there's like a very different way in which there's, film it's, can it, be told absolutely
3: right. I mean and to me that's what I say that, that's why I like movies so much is that there's all the there's the, the it's so such a flexible storytelling medium yeah. whereas when you're telling a TV show right. you got you it, it can't be that flexible because you know different people coming in every week to shoot it in, and it's been written by someone different every week. You know, like it's all, you, 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 there's so and much there's, sh-
0: and people are looking for depending on what the show stories, is, some sort of
3: consistency throughout yeah. the storytelling. So mm-hmm. if you came in and kind of like flipped it around, like you'd be yeah. like, you wouldn't work. I mean, it's, you know, I, 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 I you are absolutely right. It's a standardization of stuff where you don't, I mean, last night I was watching, um, I got like uh, I couldn't resist. It was twenty five dollars to get like all five of the Bourne movies oh. in in HDR, you know. And I was like, which is I think the best way to watch anything that's been shot on film, because now you get to see it uncompressed yeah. for probably the first time ever on home video. But I'm watching the second one, and I'm like, like people don't edit like this anymore. Yeah. Like the editing of that movie is so precise, and it's so mm. jagged, and like you know, and it's chaotic. But he but he's able to contain. The he's he's able to find like the clarity and the chaos in a very specific way in how he edits the movie and I was like they don't even do action films like yeah. this anymore. Yeah, you
1: know? let me ask, let me ask you guys a question. Um, because I know you you still got something you're going to direct next mm-hmm. year. Yeah. <clears throat> so I know you were talking, um, JP, about making your short into a feature. Mm-hmm. You have a new feature. Let me ask you this question. I was thinking about this. I remember. One of the first features I was going to direct was this horror movie. I remember my agents being concerned that that was going to be the first thing I came out with Mm -hmm. because that's your calling card, right? So, now everybody immediately goes, oh, you're the horror guy. Mm -hmm. Even though I'm like, no, that's just, it was the cheapest one to do. (laughs) You know, whatever the reason is, right? How do you guys feel about that for yourself, about the, the project you guys are going to direct? Maybe... Let's just say you do the horror movie first, as opposed to the tattoo script for you.
3: Well, so, Mm. I mean, look, here's the thing, right? I I think what happens is most filmmakers, they want to do, the first film they do is the film they want to do is in a genre they're really interested in. Right. You know, like, I'm going to do a horror (laughs) movie. And then they go ahead and they do it, and they might spend years trying to get that thing out of the ground. And I feel like... You, what, what, the thing that in, the thing that invariably happens to everybody mm-hmm. is, not everybody, most people is, you don't have your second or third film like, like, like primed when you do your first film. Yeah. That's why there's always that big glut, there's that sophomore sophomore drop off. Right. so hard because you might have spent four years, five years, ten years to get that first film done. Mm-hmm. Second film, you got. A year, right? Mm. You're like, oh shit! So then you kind of like do something that everyone is telling you to do. Yeah, you just did a hor- you did a horror film, right? It's another horror film. You're like, oh yeah, I can do that, mm. you know. And then you write another horror film, and it might or might not be that good. And you might not think to jump out of your genre. Right. Be- and, and it's not not <clears throat> not because it's because you're ill prepared for the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, wh- Whereas I think if you were like, hey, I'm doing this first, I'm doing this second, I'm doing this third, in your mind, and those three scripts are ready yeah. to go, yeah. Yeah. then the thing you could do is, and, it's, and, it's, and, and it's the thing that I'm going to do is, before that horror film even comes out, mm-hmm. I want to be getting ready to do the second movie, prepping it, ready to go, because you got that movie to show people, I just did it, blah, 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 the, the industry people can see it, and right. before there's an assessment of it, you already can go. I'm gonna do my next film, and this, that's what I'm gonna do. Yeah. You know.
2: Well, I
0: think things might be a little bit different <clears throat> now, um, because I'm gonna, uh, let's look at James Gunn, right? Gunn. His first, I, I Style, think, it's
2: right? no, no Slither. I Slither. Oh, he did a really
0: a low budget. I think it's a horror movie called no. Slither and then just and he was he's been doing different I mean he doesn't really fuck with horror anymore he's the he's, he became the Marvel guy for a while yeah. now he's the DC guy now yeah. he's the puppet master of the DC universe yeah. right now. or look at Jordan Peele that dude was doing comedy yeah. on on TV sketch comedy but, for a long but it took him like 7 or 8 years to get Get Out made yeah. so I think or you know this is a white privileged example Craig Mazin <clears throat> mm-hmm. Craig Mazin was doing spoof movies or he's writing spoof movies yeah. and he's not a director so this isn't maybe a good comp but he's writing these spoof movies then he does chernobyl which is like historical fiction way over here
2: yeah very good and it's Cher- amazing Chernobyl's amazing. excellent no yeah. but now
0: he's got the last of us well, coming out yeah. which is like a it's a video game di- yeah it's but it's a like a postal a it seems like post yeah. yeah. it looks to me like saved white girl like take the white girl wish needs to go again like I've, <laughs> like we haven't seen that shit you know a million times but okay I no, think
4: but, it's. I think it's. Sorry, I think it's interesting that uh, at least there's an expectation for young filmmakers trying to make it into the industry that you need to be able to categorize yourself because otherwise yeah. uh, you can't communicate to the people in the industry what you're good at, mm-hmm. right? And now we're getting this when we're. I'm thinking a lot about this now that we're staffing a show. You know, mm-hmm. like what are your superpowers? You yeah. know, what are you good at? Mm-hmm. What can you write? Mm-hmm. So unless you. State very clearly through your through your materials, either your first feature or your spec script or mm-hmm. your 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 pilot, what are you really good at doing and where can I put you? You know mm-hmm. like what box can I put you in? Mm-hmm. Then you're not gonna get anywhere. you know you're not gonna get that one first like that second feature. if you don't do a good horror, you're not gonna get that second horror feature well, because at, at least in, in this from my perspective, yeah uh, if they don't if the industry doesn't know what you're good at, Then they're not gonna be able to think about you when they're when they come up with work. And if you if you say in a general meeting or to the world, like I do everything, like I do comedy, I do horror, I do this, then they're like, yeah, I don't don't know know what to do with you. But
1: that's why you gotta be a little more. You have to be specific. Specific about what did you do? But let me just. Or maybe there's a
0: common theme throughout. You can do this for John, but there's a common theme throughout all of them. Like I'm into people who are unicorns who are like. You know, the, the, only in, the only woman, the only black person, the only black woman or whatever that's in these certain right. spaces and breaking through. That's a common theme yeah. in the work.
1: One of the things I like, and hopefully you'll get a chance to watch this movie, Chris. One of the things I like about your film in particular is I like how you go back and forth between
0: English and Spanish. English and Spanish. Yep.
1: That's what makes it so new to me you know what I mean yeah. and that's why I thought it might have been shot in Chile or something mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know what I mean just based on using that device alone mm-hmm.
2: that it, part of it the it made it
0: feel like oh this isn't freaking yeah. you know um, Forest of Alameda um, right. like hiking like there's hiking trails up there yeah. I know because I've been up there right. um, n- not Alameda Alt- Altadena sorry Altadena Alameda's up in fucking San Francisco right. um, Altadena you know it just felt different yeah because and expands you to <clears throat> a bigger like a,
1: way bigger would you guys get in, like, 30 freaking film festivals with that film? It was yeah, a, lot. Into, well, yeah, a lot. Yeah, we got into
4: it. Well, it's also representing a very really real
0: good. Latino experience of, like, you go back and forth.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Like, it's English, Spanish, back, and it's, like, it's seamless. It's like, yeah. oh, whatever.
4: I mean, the, why we made that decision was that, I mean, I I feel like a lot of the Latino stories that we see on, on, mm-hmm. on TV or – uh, which is great To get more representation There's a lot of, of
0: Mijas like, thrown in Mija, mija, mija Oh my oh god Stop it There's a lot it. of like
4: It's all about <laughs> Stop it, it It's always about family It's always right, about tradition right. Like every time Every time there's a story About Latino characters It's always about mm-hmm. All the, the, the history of the family You know And like the expectation mm-hmm. The identity <clears throat> Yeah and but, someone's grandmother's rolling, well, in, their is. Is rolling <laughs> in their grave. Somebody's <laughs> rolling in their grave. Like I mean, like Encanto. Encanto's great, but that's like it's this, it's the same story of yeah. like intergenerational trauma and like the grandma's the bad woman and like whatever you know. I but, think no, you
3: well, I don't want to cut you off, but it, let's look. I mean, that's something that like I was interested in. Like the horror film I have is it's set in New Mexico. It's about a woman yeah. whose father is Honduran and her mother is <clears are throat> Jewish, uh-huh. and so and and. And her father has brought a, a family curse from from Honduras, but you know he but he has not told her about her history because mm-hmm. he's trying to protect her. So, but like I wanted to tell that story about a family that you know this you know there is that in there, but yeah. but it's not about the t- typical thing, right? Because I was like, ah, I've seen that all the time. Like I'm, it's, i I I feel like. It's an experience you get with immigrant stories that are that they you see them all the time, and I feel like fine, great. I know that's I know that's someone's truth, but I want to see a different story from you know you know like from these you know like whoever it is. That's, that's why I love Parasite so mm-hmm. much yeah. over so many other films oh, about.
0: I, it, I like that I like Minari.
3: Yeah yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, You know because you watch it, and you're like, oh, here's a story about some Korean people. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do mm-hmm. with the family mm-hmm. drama. This stuff we always hear about all the time. It's like, oh, they're fucked because they're poor and they're trying to fuck these rich people. I mean, like that's something that to me was a lot more fascinating. Yeah. You know, so I, I get what you mean. There's
4: about. more stories. You know, yeah. there's more than that well, one story. What you're story. seeking
0: is the nuance and the layers that we've also been seeking in the black community. Of like, hey, everything doesn't have to be the hood story. Right. Yeah. Some of us didn't grow up in the hood. I just told you about Long Island.
4: Yep. It's BMWs
0: and Taco Bell. <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> like, I don't
4: you talking about. And that doesn't mean that there's no space for all those things. Right, right, right. But, but give think, us room. I think give there's us also, room. again, the expectation of the industry right. that if you're telling a Latino story, mm-hmm. well, where's the abuela? You know, mm-hmm. where's, the, where's the mom? Well, we don't have that this time. You know, where's Sorry. The, where, where exactly are they from? Well, where did she's they immigrate? From where she's she, from What's Min the Argentina, immigration story?
0: Well, no, we were already here. Like, We live here. We don't need to do an immigration story. Yeah.
4: It's
1: funny because even, even in the in the gay community, a lot of us are like, "Oh God, not another coming out story!" Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? So we it, it's 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 in everything.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> that's true, man. It's it, uh, you know. But I look. I the thing is this, right? I think that you know the the industry is weird because the because the industry wants to put you in a box. Right. They have to put you in a box for whatever reason. I mean, like you mentioned, Jordan Peele. Like, well, granted, mm-hmm, he mm-hmm, did his humor mm-hmm. stuff on TV, but every movie he's made has been some horror type thing. You know, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, that, maybe that's all that he wants to do. That that's mm-hmm. all that he can mm-hmm. do. I find that to be the biggest trap, the biggest trap because your audience begins to kind of figure out what, you, like, what you're doing. You know, I mean, I, I I think the the biggest example of someone who fell into their own trap or their own hype is. Um, M. Night Shyamalan right Oof. is that completely okay, Oof. okay because look Oof. I do Sixth Sense and everyone is expecting me to come up my next movie gotta have some fucking it's a twist at the, twist the end in, yeah, yeah, yeah. that shocks yeah. everyone yeah and, and, and you know what? he fell on it because he tried to give us a twist at the end of that movie mm-hmm. and it's like dude if you had done something completely different right. then you have the audience yep. you know like what's he gonna do next what's he gonna do next mm-hmm. I mean it's like I mean I was telling someone thematically you know I was talking to someone about Stanley Kubrick the other day I was like well look I was looking at it I was like if you look at his body of work his main theme is how inhumane man can be to his fellow man that's sure. like the theme of th- that, that runs down his work mm. and that allows him to jump into fucking every time period that he wants to every yeah. it's the small film with the crime movies to the to the damn to the with the Spartacus shit to, to you know it's like oh that's cool right. and that means that you had no idea what the next Cuba film was gonna do, mm-hmm. but you knew that. well, I want to see because I like because I like that 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 uncertainty. Right. You know, I don't know. But it's hard because, like he was saying, is that the the industry is like what do you, What do you do? And let's put you in a you, let's yeah. put you in a box. Yeah. yeah. What do you do? You're, do you do?
0: La- you're Latino. Okay, we want to put you on a, a Latinx show. That's about immigration. You're like, well, I don't know anything about... We have the same issue... Yeah, like,
1: I don't even speak Spanish. Like, I got a right. lot of friends you can't like, assume, that, like You can't assume... Yeah, every,
0: yeah you can't assume everyone um, that comes from Mexico actually speaks Spanish. Agreed. Um, I mean, we have the same thing in the black community where it's like they want to... Like, I, I, I could never write a show like The Shy. I could never write a show... You know, I, there's certain experiences that I don't know. Mm. So... But they, because they see you as, like... They commoditize you.
2: yeah.
0: They see you, as like, okay, this is a black woman, What's, what, what stuff can I put her mm-hmm. on? It's like, well, I don't fit.
1: Well, it's funny, you
2: were, <clears throat>
1: so you guys know we're in the middle of Stafford right now. So we talk about this amongst ourselves, JP is part of our, our group, and we talk about this a lot about there's things you have to look for, you know, when you're looking for these writers because you're trying to build this baseball team, so to speak, for your showrunner and the thing that i'm always trying to be really careful about is um because people always go god hell you're just so nice the way you do they're so nice you know because i've been like well you know let's look at it like this some people are like no i don't like it Mm -hmm. right i'm like no let's Mm -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. you're diplomatic Mm -hmm. yeah
1: i'm like Mm -hmm. did you read the bio though Mm -hmm. the script Mm -hmm. may not Mm -hmm. be this Mm -hmm. but the bio says Mm -hmm. that they do this 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 and this so i'm always seeing it from a different point of view Mm. and i think it's that's what helps the fact that I'm a writer. Mm. Right? So I'm not just an exec. You're not just reading, reading. an
0: ex- a, a sample and thinking, yes. "Well, this is this is sci-fi and we're doing a procedural and this doesn't quite right. mesh up. You know, it doesn't fit." And you're like, right. "But that person yeah. used to be a lawyer. Did you read the bio?" Exactly. Yeah. So I'm going,
1: "Wait a minute. You guys forget there's a character mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. does such like he could totally write the file. yeah yeah. You're missing yeah, yeah, that yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, but there's also it's the little but, things but there's
3: also I think that is uh, like if you look at someone's writing sample, there's things that I'd be like, this person really knows how to fucking structure this story. This yeah. person knows how to fucking structure the scene so they're dramatic as hell. This person knows how to do dialogue mm-hmm. really, really right. well. You know, yeah. that my, you know, and I, I, I think you'd be shocked that people who are who reach upper level you know, oh God! You know, don't have this this well-rounded ability. No, because they bounce from show to show with to the, the show. same sample, yes. and they
0: haven't had to really do yeah. anything different. Yeah.
1: You know, so so in fact, tr- we've tr- come across that. Oh, I know. Yeah.
0: I want your Cause, cause, You know, I'm
1: working with some of the the networks people, and they're like, you know, we've read the script like six different times in different shows for the last six years. I'm like, oh God! You know. But they're, they're working so much they don't even think about writing a new fucking... Mm-hmm. But like, mm-hmm. I'm working. What do I need to write a new spec mm-hmm. for?
4: They, get, you know? they still get offered stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They still do. Oh, same thing
0: because they're looking for a commodity. It's not even about yeah. the script anymore. They're looking for, oh, we need a, a black upper level, you know, here. Right. Yeah. And yeah. that's, okay, who do we know? Okay. If he's uh, got it,
3: four or five credits, six credits, mm-hmm. then, you know, mm-hmm. okay, then, then he must be good in the And room. that person yeah, might not be be even be a fit page. for that particular
4: show. And it's about who's the safest uh, investment to oh 100% who can you trust right. and uh, uh, of course the fact that someone has worked on 6-7 shows is gonna give you like I can trust this person to do the right. job for sure maybe and not that's like the one thing that at least someone who's up and coming I can't say I can do the job because not there's you people don't know, that worked on 6-7 six,
0: six, shows and they still don't know what the fuck they're doing trust and believe oh yeah oh yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, yeah. I know people who've never produced their episode who've been on shows. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, because Mm -hmm. some shows they're like the the EP and you know the showrunner they go off and do it and people haven't Mm -hmm. been to the set yet. Yeah, and you work your way all the way up. You're still a producer, but you just haven't actually done. You don't know how how to produce. You have no fucking idea how to produce. I
3: mean, you know, it's funny because I remember I got a chance to do that a lot more. Um, I'm an equalizer, except for go to set because I couldn't fly. But everything else I got to do, I was because you know I you know I did half of the tone meeting. Right. You know I did you know with, uh which I which, which I which I didn't expect him to do, but the showrunner was like I I, I knew he was tired because they shot the night they shot at nice the night you know the day before the day before the tone meeting. They were out at night shooting something. He came in and, I, and he was like, "Chris, can can you just walk him through the rest of it?" I was like, "Okay, whatever, you know." But I watched mm-hmm. him do the first couple of pages, a couple of scenes. That's okay. So now I know what this you is the, This is this is what, the, what, yeah. what, you what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah. and because and because I wrote the episode, I could answer. all Nobody the, knows it better than yeah, you. Yeah, a little nuance. Of, oh, are you are looking for this, you know. And then I'm I'm in there. I'm like all the casting, whatever emails and open choose and watching. But that's all the stuff that as someone who's directed a short film, I've done all that anyway. Yeah, you know. Um, I think that's kind of the many thing. times. Yeah, I <laughs> think so I, people don't have that yeah. experience. Yeah, experience. I, yeah. I think people don't necessarily know <clears throat> how how valuable it is just to do your own short and go through that process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then you mm-hmm. go. I, I gotta mm-hmm. choose. Yep. You know. How do I choose? Do yeah. we get to write sides or like or are they pulling sides from the damn script? You know. Or what are they doing? Because mm-hmm. on Star Trek, you know. We had to write sides, right. you know. I mean, which the showrunner said, Chris, can you write the it's signs? It's too high profile. It, well, You're, like our You don't want to get
1: now with the auditions. There's that, too. Happening. Yeah, there was mm-hmm. that, too. You know? our, our next two shows are going to be too high profile. We can't put them out. Yeah, you can't put yeah, them the, out. The, so, the yeah. script is going to be called Could, something so, else. So, yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So,
3: yeah, so that's what we did. I mean, and my, my showrunner was like, can you write? Like He was like, she, he was like look. You know what's going to happen in this scene. But right. What we're trying to do is see if someone can deliver this kind of military jargon when you're under when we're under attack, right. and and if and they can get all that shit in their mouth and say it with the with the level with of some level yeah that mm-hmm. you need to make mm-hmm. these things happen. And he, and he was I was like okay I'm just going to do something from the navy, you know I just got to kind of writing something out, but that's the only yeah. thing I could think of that would be that would fit the navy. Yeah, if you, if shit. If, would you if pick this, the navy because they're on a <laughs> ship and they're getting shot at? Fuck out of here.
0: Is
2: that, not that, that be air, force <laughs> not air force in it? Is <laughs> that air force in it? Come Navy. on now.
4: <laughs> well, I think to go to go back to the idea that we were talking about about how we get sort of like typecast or like put into like certain boxes. Again, because it's so hard to get the jobs, because it's so hard to mm-hmm. move up the ladder. Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. that for for someone that's starting out like I'll take the job you know like if if someone offers me a horror film about a a Mm. Mexican Mm folktale I was born Mm -hmm. in Chile like I couldn't be Mm -hmm. further away from Mm -hmm. Mexican folktales well I'll still I'll still take the job I'll do my best you know but I think I I think that's
0: going on with uh, Latino actors as well right so I mean you have you know certain actors that might be from mexico playing cubans yeah. or oh, yeah. you know
4: like it's all yeah mm-hmm. well that happened with um <clears throat> with uh, uh there was a big thing about um like was passing on his name playing uh, uh desi Ar- arnett now from uh oh from yeah, so, yeah, desi, yeah yeah um yeah Javier, oh, yeah, Bardem. Yeah. Javier, yeah. Bardem. Javier Bardem Javier Roudem, Spanish, Cuban, yes. Yes. playing yeah. a Cuban yeah. Player, yeah, You know, and I think that's a nuance. He played the show out of him by the way. But <laughs> I, I think, I think, from the perspective of someone who's from Latin America, to have someone from yeah, the country that's the colonizer totally playing. Oh sure, yeah. oh sure, Cuba. oh sure. Yeah. Understood. Uh, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's not really relevant to anybody else. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that's an interesting conversation. But anyway, what I was saying is, I think at least. I'll, we need to ride the wave anyway, like if someone is offering just a job and putting us mm-hmm. in a box. Mm-hmm. Although I hate the idea of just being like the Latino filmmaker, you know, like can mm-hmm. tell the Latino stories. So here's like a bunch of films that have a little bit of Spanish so you can do. It's like, right. no, like I'm a filmmaker, <laughs> yeah. I'm a director. And it's the same with like uh, director and female directors. Like No, like they're directors, mm-hmm. you know, like why mm-hmm. can't they stand on the same... Uh, we run into and we know? run
0: into this problem and we saw this with the woman king right ramakan said a nice facebook post where he was right mm. right
3: right and yeah, you look at me specifically the, for for the x for you black know, yeah, you know the kindred or something like that you know is what they might be asking you to you on. <laughs> but anyway so <laughs> I mean, yeah. You're I am, but um, no, I you know look. I feel you. I mean, it's interesting because I, I think what a lot of people get upset about you know, for instance, what you're saying about you have this guy the colonizer is playing that role, you know. I you know I don't. I think there's always this thing that people kind of have to realize mm-hmm. is there is that business aspect of it. They're mm-hmm. saying to themselves, "Who can I get who's Spanish?" In their ethnicity, to play this role, who means something for who's a name? Who's a name that like and and they just aren't? Yeah, they just aren't.
0: And so it it goes back to like we have not cultivated enough um, Latino Latina actors that can fill these parts because you keep going back to him and what's the
4: Cruz? Cruz, Penelope Cruz.
0: Penelope Cruz. Yeah,
4: yeah, who's also from Spain. Right. Uh, well, the other example was uh, James Franco playing Fidel Castro in a film mm-hmm. that was like a thing mm-hmm. a couple months back. Mm-hmm. And then the producers who are Latino as well, they're like, no, 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 but his like, grandma was like from Portugal. It's like that has <laughs> but, Yeah, but that's Portugal. To, that's not know? Cuba. That's not, not, you know, so. Uh, mm. it's, but it's, I think it's, it's interesting. At least I'm in that position. Um, I'm lucky enough that there's a couple of projects that have been offered that are not uh, centric on centered on that's Latino good. characters. That's you good. Know? So, to one point I'm um, considered a director and not just a latino director. Yeah. Sure. But
1: you can tell you know how to move that camera right. You could tell you could work with the actors. From that shot going mean? it was it
0: was a, like a three no, I, I don't know if it's a total 360 but it was panning it was, around right. the the woods and you could pick up the monsters as the sun is that setting. It was beautiful. Yeah. yeah, it was great. Yeah, Thank great. you.
1: Yeah.
4: I know you had to choreograph that shit, timing yeah. had to be right. We spent the whole, we, we scheduled a half a day to do that shot. So How we, many
1: days did you shoot in them? We shot five days.
4: Wow. Yeah, mm, five days. That's a lot of time.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, it shows on the screen. Usually we're shooting that shit in a day or two trying to get all that in, so right. that's, that's I good. mean,
4: we were talking about yeah. stylization and language. I think yeah. for me that's a, it's a big deal, you know, like I, most people will tell you in film school or whatever that it's important that the camera's invisible. That you have to tell the story, and I think that's. I mean,
3: who said? It? So the teachers are saying that now. Yeah. See, <laughs> see, <laughs> see? Oh, well, well. That's where they're fucking up.
4: I agree. That's where they're I fucking agree. up. That's where whoever. Talk about is. it. Talk okay,
3: about okay. it. Okay, So whoever is talking about the camera has to be invisible, and the teach from the from the teacher perspective, they're fucking up <laughs> because <laughs> you know the medium as opposed to television is a director's medium. Right. So so therefore how is the director going to put his fingerprints on the project? Now, some people I know hate that. Some people, and it's it's usually television people I know, oh, motherfuckers' hands are over this thing, blah, 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 and Mm. I can tell. But you do know that's why those people have names. You know, there's a really great book that that Peter Bogdanovich wrote called um, Who the Devil Made It, Mm. right? And it's this thing he got from talking with Howard Hawks where, where Howard Hawks was like, I want to be able to tell who did the movie. Yeah, if I, if I yeah. don't see the title cards, if I right. don't see mm-hmm. the credits, I want to know who did that. Steven
0: Soderbergh had a quote years ago, and I don't, I don't remember the entire quote, but in it he talks about the director needs to have a specificity of vision. Mm. That's what. So you had specificity with that camera doing that three sixty. I was like, oh, like it put me inside the action and like the suspense, looking yeah. around, and wh- where's Moss going to pop up? And then I just felt like. It was just so well done you know and you don't see it in everything the lighting, a lot, lot of people a lot, lot of people are just stuff. doing like you said very yeah. and i'd be guilty of this myself if i don't have time like i did a web series a few years ago i didn't have time so it was like i had to shoot like five episodes in a day then it's yeah over yeah. the shoulders and get yeah. the coverage and, and bounce to the next thing yep. yeah but if you have five days that's why i tell people take your time with your short film yep. not only to freaking pre production but actually the production of it get more money and not less money to make it look good it'll take you so much further because now you have a film that you can show people like here's what i do and here's my specificity of vision yeah
3: Yeah, well exactly because you know even if you do something like the trick is this right like even if you're doing something that's that's like a so-called simple scene like a simple kind of conversation between two people talking you know you can do that in a way that if you fucking know what the hell you're doing You've done something really fucking cool as shit. Sure. There's a really, really cool um, little breakdown of a scene in uh, from Vertigo on the scene when he gets hired, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just, just Jimmy Stewart and this other guy, and they're, in, and they're in this guy's private office talking. But the blocking is so fascinating. Like, yeah. It's moving around, these wider shots. So it's, it's kind of like, you know, even the content of the scene is not like so uh, so crazy, you know, how do you break down every moment in the piece? Because the thing about directing, if you if you're just going to do like uh, actors talking, you, I mean, look, yes, it can be overs and overs mm-hmm. and you're out in the mm-hmm. master, but the, but all of a sudden, if you jump inside someone's point of view. Like, you know, like if you, if you jump inside, yeah. you know, like the shoulder mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or, or for a certain reason. Well, or why you, you simulate that? that, you know, is the
0: audience's point of view. Because I, yeah. fe- I yeah. felt like, look, like, you put me with the 360, you put me as audience member in the middle. Of what the fuck? What the fuck's happening? Yeah. Um, you were in the chaos. Yes. Like right there, yeah. Yeah. Another example. You mentioned the Bourne movies earlier. Right. And I'm not a big fan of the Bourne movies, but I remember this one. There was a fight. It must have been in the first one. There was a fight happening in some sort of office situation. And dude gets tossed over the desk, right? And he goes up, head first upside down. Yeah. What they did with the camera was they flipped the camera upside down. So it's yeah. that guy's POV. Like, I'm in the fucking air flipping upside down. So then I'm seeing Matt Damon standing over me upside down. I was like, God, that's such a
1: good thing yeah. to yeah. do. Have, I, <laughs> have you watched uh, Gangs of London? No, I know. Gangs of Lemon. know it. <laughs> know it. Film? It's all POV like that. Yeah. And it's all yeah. like practical fighting. Yeah. It is off the charts. Yeah,
3: but, okay, but that's an example. I, I'm pretty sure the guy who did that show, he did a horror film called The Woods first, right? And then he went in to do that series. as He came as a horror director to do the... Yeah, he's really he's, good at stunts yeah, and fights yeah, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff. Pretty yeah. I'm pretty sure it's the same guy. Um, Flip the camera upside down. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. Because again, it's like if you're doing a horror film, you get a chance to like go, oh my god, I can put the camera over the fire. Yeah. I'm want. i going to do what I want. Sound design wise, I'm going to do all this kind of crazy ass shit that if you were doing it in a regular drama, mo- like most people might go, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Yeah. But but because cause everyone is afraid to kind of like make a really interesting type of drama. Like I remember I was watching this show... Um, i never forget this. I thought this was such a really interesting way of doing... It's uh, Penny Dreadful, right? Mm-hmm, uh, Penny mm-hmm. Dreadful, like the second episode when the girl, um, Eva Green, meets the guy who plays Dorian Gray. They're having this conversation that's just overs and then he says something to her and then it jumps inside, you know, like yep. the overs. Yep. And then he says something else and the camera just... And, and, and the shoot on 50s and then it cuts to a 35 just for her reaction just slightly, for, so it's like maybe like it's maybe like two seconds, and, and then it jumps back out. Mm. You know, so so you kind of like so you get inside her like her frame of mind mm. just for a second, and then you're out as the rest of the conversation goes on, and you're like, oh, she was like being seduced by yeah. this guy right there. That was the moment that did it. And it's like because the director was planning. What's my intention? How do I be specific to show this moment, like yeah. in the.
0: Piece? I mean, they could have shot the entire scene with the fifty and the thirty-five, and then when they got in the edit room, they were mm-hmm. like, okay, "Sure, yeah. How do we? How yeah. do we put this together well, and make image and, yeah. and show what, and
4: show what you're talking well, sure, about?
3: Sure, but it's the director saying, yeah. "I'm going to shoot this scene this way," as opposed mm-hmm. to, "Well, let's just shoot the whole thing in fifties mm-hmm. and 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 do our overs and outs." Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's you know?
4: that's and that's the point of the art form, I think. You know where content is one thing and the form is another thing. And then you don't want, you want them both to be in constant dialogue, Mm -hmm. you know? Like if you have a a scene of two characters talking to each other, and Steven Soderbergh's really good at this. It's like, why, do so you have to show both characters, for instance? Mm. You know, like the the first the first scene of Ocean's Eleven.
0: I just is, watched that on TV you know, the other day, and I was like, "Fuck, this movie still holds up." It's, it's so, good. and it it's not just so like good. okay, handsome men like you got Clooney and yeah, Pitt, it and and you know, like <laughs> yes, everyone's in suits yes. and looking really good. But I'm just like, man, the way he the way it's shot,
2: yeah. I'm
4: just like that that first scene where he's getting interviewed for his parole or something. And there's like three people talking, and you hear them off screen, yeah. but you never see their faces. Right. It's all like one right. shot it's of just George Clooney. Clooney. And that's it. That's a whole. The
0: other shot I'm thinking of you know? is is he takes the time because there's one scene where they've gone. You know, it's almost like a little little mini adventure. They've gone to get that device that that um, oh, they the, need to the blow pinch, out the, the power. Pinch. 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 They go yeah. to get the pinch. They go to some California Institute. They're loading it in a van. You know, in their little hideout, or whatever. And the POV is from another vehicle. We don't know what that vehicle is, but he zeroes in on the hanging. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Air freshener. Air freshener, yeah. As yeah. they're, you know, he's mm-hmm. during it. He's zooming in on, I'm focusing on that as the other guys in, you know, in the distance are loading the pinch in the white van. And I'm like, and it makes you think.
1: Oh, and, it took and he's a, the one on camera, isn't he? And he is that the, the most director? of the time he's the
3: cinematographer, he, yeah. Yeah. camera creator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he does a lot. Yeah. Well, well the thing is, is that that's the first movie that he did where he, he operated camera uh, mm. because he didn't. He like, he liked what he liked. I remember he's talking about he wasn't. Super happy with some of the things, he, which, and I, I was like, "Really?" In um, out of sight. I was oh. just about you to know, say I was talking. He movie. was talking about there were some things out of sight that he, that he was like, "I wish I." A couple of shots that like I just didn't get like the way that I wanted them. Oh. So he was like, "So when I do my next movie, when I did, um, and maybe it wasn't Ocean's. No, it wasn't Ocean's. He did it, it was it was the other Traffic. Uh-huh. So like like Traffic was the first thing he did. Yeah, Interesting he, that he DP'd on and yeah. then he, and then he realized oh this is really easy." I'll do it. Not that it is easy, but it's easy for him. Mm-hmm. And then he, he and, and he made it work on fucking oceans. But but he but it, but if you look at his later work, like in something like the Nick, where he's he's even more interest. He's even more skilled at like I'm gonna mm-hmm. find this one camera angle. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna stay there for the whole scene. Or or and if I'm gonna move, I'm gonna move to just one shot, like slightly differently. It's. I mean, I mean. Because some, he's
4: sorry. Because he's telling you something with that decision. Yes. Yes. You know? yes. Because yes. The content of the scene is. Uh, import like th- mm-hmm. that form that he's choosing is important mm-hmm. for the content. Like, there's a way to read that or scene. Or he's subconsciously communicating. Yeah. Yeah. it's well, like. It, well,
3: I'm, look, again, something he does, I really love this really cool scene again in Ocean's Eleven when they first go meet um, Elliot Gould, right? Mm. And they're talking about mm. what it is, and he's like, I'm not going to help you guys. Gotta, you guys are crazy. You're going to arrive in Vegas, blah, 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 blah. And the camera's on them, and it's backing up as George and Brad are walking away, walking away. And in the background, you see. Like, like uh, cool, and he's like, "By the way, who are you trying to get?" <laughs> you know, and you know, and, and,
0: and they're was, like, uh, uh you know, B- and, and, Bellagio, MGM it's, Grand, It's fucking like, Terry
3: Benedict." And, and the thing is, it's, it's that the camera stops on them. He starts walking toward the camera, so it's just three. So shots. he comes to he talks, be in
0: frame. He,
2: he comes, yeah, he comes, the blocking. He goes, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. He's, he's giving the whole thing, guy, whole thing with this guy. but the really cool thing is, it's just three shot. And then it slowly moves to a single mm. on him as he begins to explain oh, okay. who Terry Benedict is. He torpedoed um, one yes, of my casinos. Yes, so it goes wide yeah. and, then, and it's a yeah. really slight move just to go to... So he does this thing that good filmmakers do is that they'll do three shots or whatever it is and, and they'll move into a, to a yeah. single and then they might yeah. move into a close-up without cutting, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's like a really, really I mean like that's like second order filmmaking 'cause yeah. you're like I'm not gonna so cut his it. his focus puller
1: is gonna be off the chain. Off the chain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But
4: that's I think that's what makes one film <laughs> with like a standardized language feel different from something mm-hmm. that that has that craft yeah of a director that's thinking about the language, thinking about each scene, how it's shot. And again, it's not like you need to you need you need to be like um have a spectacle of every scene, you know. Like there's still like you've someone like Scorsese who does that really well. He still has scenes where it's like just two singles in mm-hmm. sure. a wide because the scene it's not about the camera; it's about what's going on with the characters. Yeah. But yeah. the the trait of a good director is making that decision: which scene it's what, you know. Well, like,
3: no, you're right. I mean, I, again, there's a there's a great scene. There's a great single. It's a great single. Com- just a s- simple conversation in the post when. Uh, when Catherine Graham first comes to meet Bill Bradley like, like he's he's eating he's eating lunch somewhere this is a daily ritual mm-hmm. they always have that you know, and so Tom Hanks is sitting there, and, and then and uh, and Merrill Street comes in, and it's like it's over his shoulder, and as she comes in, and kind of like feels uncomfortable. The camera's just like coming around in a circle, coming around in a circle, comes around. so you know, so he's talking, he's talking, she sits down, he's talking, you know, she's you know, she, and, and then it now it moves from over his shoulder to a single on her, mm-hmm. you know, she's talking, she's talking, and then it moves and, and it comes back to go over her. And shoulder. Nev- does it never does uh, it never it never stops it in the it
0: it no, but it never stops in the fifty fifty at all.
3: Um. No, I mean it does for a moment, but mm-hmm. it's like it's over 50 50, then on her, and, and then it moves over to. It keeps you know, changing. Uh, mm-hmm. All mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. shot. Mm-hmm. It's like, and it's based upon what's happening content wise, like whose face do we got to see when? Yeah. I mean, what's that moment? You know? I
1: love that you brought that up because to me, I'm always telling writers you got to be cinematic on the page. So if you're going to direct, you got to think cinematically too. Because, like you said, sometimes you get in a crunch. Mm hmm. Simple mm-hmm, over the mm-hmm, shoulder, mm-hmm, do the you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Simple shots. You got your coverage mm-hmm, and you move mm-hmm. the fuck on. But when you have a little bit of time, yep. you start to be creative. Yeah, which you did do by the way in quite a few scenes. You just be creative and you make it more interesting and you you show that you can move the camera in a cool yeah. way. You yeah, that you thought about.
3: It. I mean, the yeah. whole thing is like intention. You know, what you sit around and watch a you know again? You know, you know, look, the other day I was watching the this. Um, like watching The Shining, you know, there's that really simple scene where they're talking. For the hundredth time. Yeah, but they're sitting there talking. There's the opening scene where he's being, where Nicholson's being interviewed about the mm-hmm. job, right? And you just stop and go, okay, what's on the walls here? What does he have on the walls? Like the paintings and the photographs and, and, they're, and they're kind of arranged, you know, they're arranged in a way too that you're like, oh, he set up all the artwork on the back of the wall to also focus your eye just yeah. on John Nicholson, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. so you're like, oh mm-hmm. shit, like the whole thing is designed in a way that, to I lead mean, your eye, it, lead your lead. eye to but, what you yeah, need to be but, looking at in the frame. But if you just friend. look at it, just when you're watching it, you like don't really notice it. But multiple times you watch it, you go, oh, that's all designed. Yeah. All of that is mm-hmm. designed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's not random at all. Yeah. You know,
4: okay. that's the great thing about uh, just like collaboration too, because that's not just coming from. Kubrick's mind. That's like the production designer. Mm-hmm. That's the the uh, the DP. You know, like sometimes the DP will also like light um, in a specific way, so your eye is drawn to that one character where you need to where you need to look. Yeah. You know, like not everything needs to come from the director. But I think a, the trait of a good director is also to be able to bring the best out of your crew. Mm-hmm. You know, to yeah. be able to motivate them and to be able yeah. to like inspire them. Mm-hmm. It's so easy. Uh, To kill the creativity of someone else, you know, (laughs) and to just have them because I've I've been there That's has happened to me where I'm like, well, I'll just do whatever you want me like I don't care Like I'll just I'll just do I'll just write and then whatever, you know Mm -hmm. Uh, But if it's someone who's able to engage you in a deeper level and make you feel like what you're doing what you're like Whatever job you're in either Mm -hmm. writing or directing or being a production designer DP actor if you feel like the piece that you're working on is yours that you're gonna have your imprint on it, and the mm-hmm. director's allowing you that space, then they're gonna bring 110 percent. Right. You know, then they're gonna they're gonna bring their best, uh, and and I think that's what something that people don't give give enough credit to Kubrick for that, um, because he's he's the goat, but everyone thinks like it's all about him, and he's like a mm-hmm. uh, vision, mm-hmm. but he was a great collaborator.
3: Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, but the thing, I, you know what, is, I was watching the movie the other day. I was watching The Fable Fableman's the other day, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is maybe 52 years that mm-hmm. he's been working with mm-hmm. Michael Kahn as his mm-hmm. editor. You yeah, know, that's all. And it's like, and you go back and look at Same editor. Same always editor. Always every movie. Crazy. You know, And he's John Williams is on every movie. Mm-hmm. So I think he said maybe one, but every movie. And it's like, if you think about Spielberg's movies, how they're edited mm-hmm. and how the score works in those films, it's I mean, it's almost a wrap. Right. Okay, this movie is gonna hit you like like this way emotionally, because mm. because that's the team. Right. Like you know, and then what's his name? Secondhand. Yeah, what's his name? Yanis um, Kaminski has has DP'd everything in <clears throat> his since they did *Shinseizou* together. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, before, but before that he was bouncing around DPs. But he had a reason why he was doing that. He was saying, "I was choosing people who were really skilled, who could teach me. You okay. know, mm-hmm. people who were like ten years older than me. Mm-hmm. Like the yeah. guy, mm-hmm. like the guy who shot *Raising the Lost Ark* was some Spielberg's maybe in his late twenties, then early thirties. Mm-hmm. But the guy who did that was like sixty. He's this big British DP. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you know what? You've shot forty movies. You can teach me all sorts of shit that, mm-hmm. that I don't know." Yeah. And I'll be able to soak it up. And you, I mean, he got he got like like Vilma Zygmunt to work on fucking Close Encounters. You just look at his, or those DPs those early films. You're like, oh, you got guys who were masters to work on your shit. Yeah. You know. And then when he got to that point where he was like, I am really really high end on it. Then he got that, and, and then he wouldn't get a guy who was younger than him. Because like Kaminsky was younger than him. You know. And and the coolest thing is that Kaminsky told him. You don't need to storyboard the stuff for Schindler's List. Like he storyboarded it all out, it was kind of hurting him. He's like, ah, oh, he's like, no, no, no. You, you know the movie. You pick up the camera and you shoot some of this shit. Mm. You know, because some of that stuff in that Polish ghetto, when they're cleaning it out, like he mm. didn't want to shoot it. He was mm. like, how, how do we film this? And blah. And then Comiskey was like, no, no, no. You know it. Mm. You know how to move. Fuck the storyboards. Fuck your storyboards. Just go and shoot it. Wow. you know and it, again the collaborator like someone's pushing like even him mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. do something that he mm-hmm. hadn't done mm-hmm. this before and then you look at that movie and you're like oh yeah that's that great scene William, with, the, with the red girl the in the red, red dress red coat. Yeah. yeah like that's mm-hmm. all like you think the whole story about him is like you know the biggest thing is like when they do that scene in Raiders with the you know when he's when he's underneath the, the, the truck like that's not in the script it was like it was a small yeah. scene and he like and he and he expanded it and storyboarded the fuck out so everyone knew oh he knows to like put this vision down you know mm-hmm. for someone like that to then change his methodology to yeah. go oh like without any kind of like storyboard work you know you almost a little gorilla yeah we want a little gorilla on that because they had to do it really cheaply all this kind of stuff that you couldn't yeah. necessarily do but that's what you're saying about like 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 you've got to collaborate with the people yeah. you're with and, and make them feel like you but, know well, okay
0: the but what if you put your team together because i've had this happen and you're you're wanting them to have ideas and they're just like, oh, I don't know. Oh, whatever you want to do.
3: That's where you got to spend a lot of time, the interview process. Then I process. hired the wrong people. Yeah. Using the, right yeah. people. The, the, yeah. the interview yeah. process is really, really, really important because it's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. I mean, like I've had so many bad people and, and we get someone who's good. I want to
1: talk about something. Okay. Here's where I think the problem is. I'm gonna keep it real with y'all. Sometimes we go. I want this to be an all female production. I want mm-hmm. this to be an all black mm-hmm. production, mm-hmm. and you just start going. Well, I got somebody black, mm-hmm. as opposed mm-hmm. to were they the best motherfucker? Sometimes, mm-hmm. and then you then you get caught up in the fact you didn't do all that real estate and all that. You
0: know, you you you're right because you're the times
1: I've had issues was when I was.
0: Well, okay. One short film I did. I was just look. I was at UCLA, and I was just looking for you know um, people. And that DP, I just I was like, she ended up going through a breakup, and then she brought that to the shoot, Mm -hmm. and it was like getting her out of her headspace. And I was like, okay, so what do you think about this? Why don't we do it this? And it was like, okay, well, what shot do you want? I'm like, Mm -hmm. Ugh, okay. The other time was an all female web series thing, female from top to bottom. Mm And that DP did not know um, the concept of the line. The line, yeah.
3: Oh,
0: wow. Yeah, and I had to stop and explain it to her. She was using the app to figure out whether what side of the line. I was like, no, just use your eye. Like, look, look where the camera is. Look where yeah. the actors are, and then you know, you know what, you know what the line is. And it was like. Okay, so I didn't wow. pick her,
3: <laughs> yeah, you know,
0: and it was like she had no ideas, and I'm mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness, I have. So I've just been learning lessons, as you have, Chris, because we've talked. About no, you you have
3: you yet. have to, you have to learn all the time, that and,
0: we, and you know. You that have to vet, and then you and, and you and and can vet and vet and vet, and then on the day you can still end up with like with oh my bad goodness, people. Bad. Yeah. I mean,
3: the the thing to do.
0: Well they seem. Everyone seems real excited when you're about to bring them on a project. Everyone's all fucking excited, yeah. right? And then somewhere between, you know. Getting to the day where you're shooting, something's happened in their lives, or they've lost enthusiasm, or they got some other project they're more excited about, and then what shows up on that day is like not yeah, the person I thought I was talking well, to. Well, but see,
3: this it, it's I think this is a lot. This is weird. It's like I think it's it's there's a there's a weird hurdle that you've got to that you cross when you shoot in L.A. Yeah. with the people you can get. Because I remember when we shot in Atlanta. Those people were so gung ho. I was like, I never seen anyone that's excited. I have never seen anyone this, excited. Mm. I've never seen anyone this ex- I mean, I've seen. I, I've, I've, I've even had some pro sets out Somebody here. Somebody told
1: me it's because everybody here wants your job. They're like, why am I working for this person?
3: Mm. <laughs> yeah, there, there is that. I mean, there's a little there's bit of that. There's a little bit of that, that bit you know. And I'm like, well, then what, why'd you sign up for it? Mm-hmm. You know, if, if 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 you come on to be the gaffer, be the gaffer. Don't be don't be the the gaffer. Don't, like. Were we just talking about that JP? <laughs> yeah, we just yeah. talking about that. Don't funny. be the director who has to gaff to like make a living. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. there's something else. To there's a, a lot living. of them. There's a lot, there's of, a lot, a lot of shit lot of like them. that. Yeah. Don't do that because then you have like the the the, the biggest problem with, you, with people like that is they don't know what you're going for. They already haven't read the script no. and they don't know like mm-hmm. the, what, the the intentionality mm-hmm. of what everything you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and also they always fucking think about what's going to <clears> look like visually. <throat> to me. If you get good performances, or like standout performances, mm-hmm. that goes so much farther than mm-hmm. almost anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, sure. um, and that's where a lot of times people who don't know how to make good films is because they don't know how to is is they don't realize that's the focus. We were talking about that even with um,
1: uh, Ticker. Uh, there were some things Joseph was doing. You were like, "Wait a minute, let's do, this. let's follow him." Because he's doing this. Because you see stuff. He's you, off camera, you, you, but he's doing all this you, great you, stuff. It was you, like you wait see a minute. Stu-
3: yeah, I mean, that's the thing too. It's like I remember, I, you know, I was watching um, Copland. And Jonathan Good Mang- movie. Yeah, great yeah. movie. And Jonathan Mangold was. I was watching it with a commentary on. Mm-hmm. Jonathan Mangold was like, yeah, the thing that really made me upset about this movie in the first week, it's like his first big movie was, is that like I stirred with the fuck out of this movie, and blah blah blah, and I go there. And we're shooting the thing, and the day was looking okay. And like a day four, I see the contact sheet from the stills photographer. Like, why the fuck is he getting better? Getting 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 better yeah. shit than me. Wow. You know? And he was like, "What is this guy doing?" So Ooh. the next day, he was like, "I went to set the next <laughs> day, and I still had my storyboards out, and I watched what he was doing." Is and he was like. He's waiting to find the angle once he sees how they're they're gonna behave, interesting. To, like what their acting is gonna be. Mm-hmm. I, you know, he, he's not. It's like it's not like you're going. It's like the whole, he was trying to disabuse him of saying like your thought isn't that you have the whole thing mapped out, fucking yeah. completely. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you have an idea about what it is, but the but once you see what the actors are gonna do, what they're gonna do, that yeah, might, to Adjust adjusts to, you to, to adjust. what's happening organically. Yeah. Or mm-hmm. and, and and the mistake that he was making was that he was forcing his preconceived notion on to mm-hmm. you know i want this angle on them right. but the better angle dude is here you know right. and he get like, out. he was like that's the big lesson i learned that directing is that, that you can not walk into it right. like knowing everything you can but then it won't be, it won't feel organic when you make yeah. it because
0: the still photographer was going in there blank he was blank. like yeah. i'm just i'm just okay, okay i'm just going to cool. shoot whatever oh, looks cool what said the, said what these two people are yeah. doing a thing let me just get where it yeah. makes sense and what makes an yeah. interesting yeah. point of view yeah, yeah. And what you
4: don't know is that that actually affects performance a lot you know, when you're not able to give your actors the space oh, to my move goodness. and to feel the scene and to organically know where I would be sitting on the space. And, like, a lot of directors actually uh, get contentious with actors when they're like, I don't know if I would sit here, but they want, like, you want them sitting there because of your shot. Mm-hmm. And an actor tells you, like, I don't think I would be si- like, my character be sitting here. Mm-hmm. It's like, actually, as a director, you should welcome this. Like, well, what will you do? Like, right, what right. would be the organic thing here? And then let's... Shape our mm-hmm. plan. Let's shape the that's scene. That's what the rehearsals for. Exactly. Yeah, you and, 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 and you
0: don't have. And you know, like, but sometimes it's like, but guys have already laid track. We've already got the dolly here. We can't, you know. And so you're trying yeah. to force yeah, the yeah, situation. Yeah. And finally, you say, okay, yeah, no, the yeah, actors so. are not doing that. Don't yeah. put no
3: track down I, I, until the marks I, are down. I, you know, it's like <laughs> don't move, put the, don't put the. Tra-
0: <laughs> you know, uh, like don't move the camera to suit the actors. Don't move the actors to suit the camera. Yeah. 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 Some people have it backwards. Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. I mean, there's. I mean, you know. I mean, there's always an exception. I mean, maybe there's a certain shot you need to get for a certain thing. You know, like, hey, we got to do this shot to get this in a certain way. And I need you to do this exactly. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like that scene at the end of The Bourne Identity when he's like throwing the guy. You know, when he throws the guy off the railing and, and, and like falls down with him. Right. There's a there's a really quick shot where he like when he gets when he gets parallel to the guy, you gotta shoot. Like, like that shot's got to look a certain way so I can shoot you. You know, there's mm-hmm. no like, hey, dude, don't be trying to like mean and blah blah. blah. I need this shot this way. Yeah. But, uh, but a lot of times, you y- you have to let them do what they want to do, because once they feel comfortable, like all these questions, like the thing you learn about working with actors is if they put up resistance, it's because something doesn't feel truthful yeah. to them. Yeah, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. there's someone who's or they talking, could be just an asshole. They could be an asshole. You know, but the, there was something that someone was telling me. <laughs> oh, you, you, know, you know, you know, what you could do. But What's usually,
1: that? it's their instincts. It's their instincts. Yeah. I'm telling you that from mm-hmm. being an actor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's usually, mm-hmm. it's usually like. I know. I'm joking. You know, I'm joking. Know, I've only it, had one actor that was But it usually, that just a it usually comes from we're in the middle of a scene. I'm like, I swear to God, I want to get up and slap that dude right now. Yeah. Like, and, but you got me sitting here. Right. Like, it comes from that energy of, and I'm always like, your energy is telling you you, you want to do something. To do else something. Get it? up. Get up. Do it. Just do it.
3: Just do what you. I mean, you know. That's the that's the thing I have got. I love when I was doing when I was working at the Playhouse is that mm-hmm. I was I was just I would let them do whatever fuck they want, and then we would do a scene. I would go cut. You know something's missing here. Like somehow like you're not like 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 you're not like scaring him enough. And they're like, oh, so then what if I get in his face? I was like, do it, do it. Let's we'll yeah. see it. Let's we'll see it. You know, mm-hmm. and just give yeah. them that freedom because the thing and and once you do that a couple times with the actors, then they feel like oh you value what I'm trying to the do choices to add, the choices yeah. you know? yeah. that they did and it feels it. collaborative yeah, they,
0: yeah. They love I'm not just it. a dancing monkey
4: out here Yeah. 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 No, and, that's, and that's why it's also important to recognize the talent of the people that you're working with because as a director it's easy to say that but if the DP is like no they have to hit their marks <laughs> because <laughs> the light is hitting the marking in a specific way, so if they're gonna be talking and moving like I can shoot them, you know. Right. Exactly, we, like, we definitely heard that before. But probably that DP is not the best for the project that you want to be very like fluid and like have a spontane- spontaneity to the yeah. blocking uh, and I think that's also important in the part where you're like co- finding collaborators mm-hmm. that understand the way that you perceive film, Yeah. you, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I am more of the idea that, I mean, lighting 360 is the best way to do it because then you give the actor when they walk on the set like the freedom to walk anywhere and still be able to be oh, in the shot goodness. you know
0: ryan uh, goslin did a movie with michelle williams it was a very small movie they Blue were like Valentine? Is the yes yeah. where they lit the entire block yeah. and wow. said here's your date and you guys are going to walk wherever you want on this block and just to, and Ryan Gosling says it was the most freeing acting experience yeah. he's ever had because all they did was like you're gonna walk on a block and then you're gonna look in this little sh- and they they made it they kind of just did what they wanted as they went along and they shot it
3: yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. I mean you know there's a lot of yeah there's a lot you get to give them you know it's, well
1: you it, wanted to do a version of that because you wanted everything to be oh lit, yeah so you could
3: yeah cause, I mean it, there's a the, the, there's someone's telling me through the day on the equalizer the, the showrunner was saying you know a lot of times, the actors will come to the set and they're and you're trying to figure out the blocking out, and they'll they'll ask you like, "Okay, so, you know, so now what should I be doing?" Mm-hmm. You go, "Well, just show me you want to." But he was like saying what this one director would do was this old Spanish director, <laughs> uh, Spanish, I can't remember. He shot that movie goes "Somewhere in Time." So I forget the guy's name. Maybe. He's, oh, with Christopher, w- Christopher yeah. Reeve. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, and, and he worked with, with Adam on some project he did, and he's like, "What he would do is, he would stand." somewhere on set mm-hmm. where he didn't want them to go.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh. Because yeah. he
3: knew they're not gonna come where I am. Mm-hmm. They're, thinking, they're thinking that's where I'm gonna put the camera where I'm standing, you know? And it was like this little psychological like, oh, trick for them. So they go mm-hmm. oh, if he's there then we'd better not go over there yeah. to, uh, so as opposed to like you know like standing completely off yeah. so and go do what you want, you know? Um, I I don't know, there's, there's always those things mm-hmm. that you can kinda like, you know like uh, you know not not it's not an order, it's a subliminal suggestion Mm -hmm. Hey, you guys might want to think about, you know. Um,
1: That's dope, that's dope. So JP, what you got, so where are you with with the film? Mm -hmm. You know, we know that the film, people can watch it. Tell tell people where they can watch it again.
4: So you can just basically look up up on YouTube the history of monsters. That's Mm -hmm. the film. It's on Alter, which is a YouTube channel for uh, horror short films, which is really great. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of great horror films there. What's yeah, it called now? It's called Alter? Alter, yeah. Okay. Alter. I sent you the link too.
3: Yeah. Okay. No, no, I have that. I have this thing. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah. gonna watch everything. i yeah.
4: And yeah, there's a feature version of it that's written. I finished it last year and we've been moving it around. But the thing is that it's it's the feedback that we've gotten is that it's too niche in the sense that it's 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 I'll tell you guys. It's basically a horror film, but it's laid out in a three act structure. I mean in a three chapter structure, pretty much like uh, Moonlight okay but in horror film so basically it's the story the same story of the same woman mm-hmm. first chapter is the the short film but then we move on 10 years mm-hmm. into the future mm-hmm. and how she's dealing with this relationship that she's cultivated in 10 years and then we move 20 years into the future mm-hmm. and how she mm-hmm. now she's older and dealing with a teenage daughter in under the same circumstances oh, okay so it's See, i love that How's that, that, that
3: has that niche because yeah. this is the thing that I'm kind of what? fucking around with my thing it's niche because they don't know how to sell it. Exactly, that's the problem. Well, that's like the their, people, that's their shortcoming. The, the people, like the the producer. You know, I was having a conversation with someone. Else, like, a, yeah, I was having this conversation, mm. like with a producer who used to develop for a big actress.
2: Yeah.
3: You see, I read a script of mine. And she was like, I love it. Here are some initial thoughts I have about this. Like, maybe you want to think about this. Maybe you think about this. And she would tell me this in an email, and I said, "Oh, this is interesting. I want to talk to you more about this." And we and we sat down and had a Zoom like two weeks <clears> later. <throat> but in the meantime of the Zoom, she listened to this podcast with this guy who was uh, he developed video games, mm-hmm. and he was telling her about talking about these those these these video games that are the, the open world video games, and it's, and it gives so much different kind of like freedom for the storytelling. And then she said, "You know, I, I want to tell you about this because." I feel like what you did with your movie is the the first feedback I gave you was kind of like is 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 thinking is thinking of the old world. It's like there's such a niche everyone is trying to hit. They don't realize there's a flexibility in what you're trying to do. And here's an example of like this is what video games are doing. Like the future of storytelling is stuff like what you're yeah. saying. You know, it, like is this because the thing about if you tell us traditional. Kind of story. Like the thing I did, the thing that I wrestled with in writing my horror film was, you're gonna know what's gonna happen when you watch this because that's because we're so conditioned to certain kind of storytelling that the minute you see something happening, you're like, okay, so I, so I know how this is gonna end. So it's, yeah. it's so you, your main job as a writer is you know above getting the character right, the government blah, 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 is how do I keep you off balance as the reader, like you don't know what the fuck is gonna happen. And your story by like, breaking it up in chapters, like does do that because you don't know what's going to happen. It's like when you watch Moonlight. When you watch Moonlight, you don't know what's going to happen in each successive little chapter. He's
0: even got a different name in each one. Yeah, he's like, little in he's, he's one, he's he's like, in yeah, one, one just, yeah. blah blah blah. blah.
3: Mm-hmm. But you kind of like, I don't know where this movie's going, but I'm on the line because. And the reason why it works is because I'm invested in this guy's. Journey. well you invested but it's like but that's not a new storytelling forum like 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 I've seen movies like that before I've read a lot of books yeah. like that before so it's not like that so it's, it's like what you but make up against is there's like this like very orthodox way that people like they look yeah. at making movies particularly in Hollywood there's like, oh, if, it's, it's linear yeah if it's not doing yeah. X y and Z then I don't want to hear about it yeah you
4: know? it's it's I think it's it comes back to what we were saying about the specificity of the or the standardization of language. Uh, I think uh, you always hear, like, oh, we're looking for fresh, unique voices and stuff. But then when you mm-hmm. offer them something mm-hmm. unique, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, no, but we want, like, a linear story that's in three acts. And, like, I want to know what the fun and games are and what the midpoint is. And the then fun and games. No, oh, no, so, no, oh, you no, no,
3: you're right. You're right because cause, cause I, cause I've been saying this for years. The worst thing that happens in movies, the worst thing that happens in movies and in terms of the development process is save the cat. because every fucking development person who doesn't understand story picks that up and uses that as their bible and therefore if you're not doing that then you're committing heresy and they're they're like no because we'll get excommunicated by the pope who's their (laughs) boss but the whole thing is the movies that you love that make you go oh what the fuck was that don't necessarily always do that Mm -hmm. or or if they do it they hide it because like I say this all the time if you see the clockwork in the story it's bullshit. Yeah. You know, it's when you don't see that, that you're like, but you know it's there. You're yeah. like, oh, well, they did it all,
4: blah, blah,
3: in retrospect, you know?
4: But it's about safety of investment, you know, because mm-hmm. the linear structure, it's proven to work, it's proven to sell. Audiences like it, they take it, whatever. But then when you see something like Moonlight that completely, uh, I mean, it's... It's not even like something so wild it's just like telling a story in a different way the same way that that Memento told it backwards or or fiction was told yeah. in chapters you know I think it's audiences really respond to something unique like that but when they see it done uh, when it's mm-hmm. in the pre-production like financing process mm-hmm. that scares people so anyway that's where I am so with that you have to do it independently eventually Well, well no <laughs> but see
3: but, but you're right because the thing about Moonlight is like you know is that look he, he wrote that movie but he adapted that play. That adaptation he couldn't get it made. But he used it as a writing sample to get on the leftovers. Mm-hmm. And he write and he wrote in the first season of, of the leftovers and he didn't have a good time. And and he was like, I'm not gonna come back, but I know like this is a good movie. And then and, and then before he had a chance to know if he's gonna get fired or not, they called him to do Oh, we got the plans. on this. But they only did it for like a million and a half dollars. Yeah. So it was like, oh, shit, like, you know, that's the budget point on doing something experimental like that mm-hmm. for someone new, you know, is that you got to figure out a fair way to do it as cheap as possible. Mm-hmm. Some, so someone is like, well, a million dollars, ah, fuck, mm-hmm. that's a gamble we'll take. You know, if, you, if your movie's like five, they're like, ah, better be simple, because yeah. otherwise uh, it's too, Who, too Who's gambling. starring in it? Yeah, <laughs> you know? Yeah.
4: so um, I'm also, that's one script that I have. Uh, I'm also attached to a couple of the other... Features either as a writer, director, or just directing. That I'm hoping next year. That's right.
1: You're on the feature track, but you do want to do TV. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah.
4: On TV, I'm more interested in the development side. You know, like being a part of a a concept from the ground up and trying to build it uh, and finding the right director for it as opposed to like me being the one who directs everything. Uh, But on features, like it's more of like my writing, directing. I mean, I'm directing something that some other people are writing. Um, But um, yeah, just hoping something will get financed. You know, I have a project in Patagonia that I have my <coughs> production company in Chile that we're trying to uh, build up the ground. That's very interesting. Um, and yeah, so that's basically where where I am. I have, nice. a, I, I have a bunch of projects, cool. you know, that are in different stages. And um, I'm a firm believer that you can't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, you have to have. We all believe a that. Huge catalog <laughs> sure. of things that you're yes. pushing in different stages so mm-hmm. that's, that's where I am right
1: now awesome, thank you, where, where can people follow you on Twitter, Instagram or uh,
4: on, Twitter, on Instagram, I left Twitter uh, they pushed me out <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not leaving <laughs> I left, uh, but Instagram I'm on um, underscore J Juan Pablo which is my so it's basically underscore my name with that uh, second J at the top okay. Okay. underscore J Juan Pablo uh, mm. that's me
1: so it's like J J like JJ, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what about you, Linnell? What you got going on?
0: So, you know, I have that short film I've been trying to direct for a while, mm-hmm. and some some money fell out. Um, I just yeah. w- I don't want to get into all the details of yeah. it. Um, but actually, I can't. Even it get was on some it.
1: bullshit. The but let me just right?
0: say this to all you guys out there who are applying for different grants around. You know, you see like okay, they'll give you X amount of money to help you finish your film. Be very careful with mm-hmm. some of these. Because what they're trying to do is they will give you the grant money, but then they'll take ownership of your movie. Oh, wow. Right? So be very careful before you sign stuff and and, um, give your hard earned work away to someone who's like looking to credit build because Mm -hmm. they can give you 10 grand, 15 grand, 20 grand, whatever on your project. And then their producer, they didn't do anything Mm -hmm. because they gave you the money and then the language in that agreement is that they now own your project Mm. so be very careful that so anyway i still have more money i need to raise my film because some funding fell out we're going to do that i'm writing wise i'm branching out in some new directions i'm going to do a dramedy um about a 40 year old black woman who is like fuck all this shit like we end up being sometimes the mules of our families you know it's like we're doing all the shit keeping like keeping it all together everyone's dependent but yet slapping us in the face and and not really appreciating us and being negative towards so Mm -hmm. it's like fuck i'm out you know and so i'm trying to think is she going to pursue what is the thing she's she's going to pursue is it like maybe it's being a director you know that she's just going to leave you know like fuck this family i'm out of here i'm going to go do this other things so um, there's a lot of humor to be had being a middle aged black woman trying to break into this business, but there's also the drama side of like the family and like where black women are in our society in terms of like, well, other black men don't want to date us. We're not
1: seen the as cool a 40 year old version. I have not. You should watch okay,
0: it. Okay. It's, it's actually really, really good. good. Yeah. The, the, I've heard the that. The black and white that. thing is yeah, really good. That. Really, really but good. But it's maybe, it yeah. might, it's probably similar to that, you know?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, Different though. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to do that and then I'm going to actually try and find a partner to write a horror horror film I have an idea for. So, yeah. Awesome. And with the threat of a looming strike coming possibly, I am, you know, going to combine two of my, um, I don't know, my two careers and start getting into doing drones. Drones, you know, flying drones with a camera and maybe maybe start my own because I'm like, you like doing that is that what it is what? we're gonna see we're gonna explore that I've never even tried it like I'm right. just like uh, okay, if how? anybody
1: could do it it probably would be you right I, you,
0: but see I think a drone might fuck me up because um, a drone I think flies more like a helicopter oh mm-hmm. uh, okay and two, I, would two, two, I, would two two I would kill myself I would kill myself I'd kill
1: myself see a the pilot too I mean, yeah
0: so um, yeah we'll see I'm yeah. gonna. I'm just gonna like start exploring that because I'm like you know I could start a little side hustle where it's like I'm doing drone stuff for like indie films or short films or whatever yeah. For, a for, see, for BIPOC people Dude, who are like documentaries, I don't know anybody yeah. every one of them everything is now drone, using that overhead every shot every of yes. like you know I watched The Vow mm-hmm. I, I, The Vow I'm obsessed with The Vow yeah. about the Nexium cult blah, blah blah and every time they're in that little community in Albany there's a freaking drone, drone shot overhead yeah. of where the
3: house is. production
0: were. values yes yeah. yes yeah. yes, yes. so I'm like okay let me explore that yeah. so that's what I'm working
2: on How about you Chris
3: well I just found someone yeah. who wants to put money into a short film that I want to do so I'm doing that um And then I have my horror film, which is done. so I just and I pitched it to a studio before my eye fell out and then it uh, fell out. so I couldn't finish it, but I just finished <laughs> the other day. Um, So I'm super I'm having dinner with that executive in two weeks just to, just to talk about that. Um, Should do a reading of it. I, I I do want to do a reading. Yeah. I so it's only like five people I, and I I, right. mean, I know exactly I want to get at it for due to the reading. Because um, I do want to hear it before I send it off to yeah. the producer. I, my, my buddy used to work at Blumhouse. Uh, did like four movies with them. I want to get him to produce it. Yeah. I want to get someone else to be an EP. I know someone who knows. Who's really, really good friends with Wes Craven's producing partner. So I'm going to try to try to get her involved. Because yeah. I, I, I'm like, look, you know, if there's a strike. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
3: My...
1: You can still work as a producer and as a director.
3: And the thing is, that script's already written, so I yep. don't. So it doesn't have to be bought, or it's not going to fall under the jurisdiction. I, look, I got three movies that are like that, that are ready. So it's like, if you strike, fine, whatever. Yep. Um, but I have two pitches that I'm going out with, yep. uh, TV pitches, um, with uh, a big fucking like Oscar-nominated director on one of them, and then um, which I'm super excited about, and uh, <clears throat> and then. Someone else has got a deal, and I'm just trying to do all. I'm just I'm trying to wish all that stuff. I also might be teaching. Um, a friend of mine, uh, he thought, oh, you know, you should. There's a, a screenwriting school, and the guy was like, oh, I'd love to have Chris. Blah, blah 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 blah. So I might do that because you know I'm not working on the Equalizer again until May. Oh. but uh, so you have a couple of months I got months but at the same time and the strike might happen in May and the strike might happen in May so like I'm or with, into May or into right? May but I'm sitting here yeah. with no cash for like six months or yeah. no inflow of cash yeah. um, and uh, which is okay and and then I got my comic book I just might just send the script off tomorrow.
1: when is, when is season three of
3: Star Trek come out February
1: oh so you'll so you'll be getting some residuals, at least something.
3: Yeah, I mean, I mean, look, I mean. Mm-hmm. Streaming residuals. or yeah. uh, But I'll get my residuals. I still from, get them, too. I, so. But look, I'll get my residuals from for Equalizer yeah, very soon, nice. too, which is nice money. <laughs> yeah. So I'll be like, ah, yes, yes, yes. But, um, yeah, but the comic book, I just sent the script off to the artists. Uh, that's fucking aw- I mean, I'm so excited about that. I'm so excited about that. So, there's, there's, a, there's a lot of things that I'm excited about. You know?
0: How come every time you ask Chris about what he's working on, it's in this low little Batman voice that he does? He's trying to be humble.
3: I am trying to be humble. <laughs>
1: he's like, well, that's not really, man.
0: Yeah, it's, it's,
3: it's every time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be hyping it up too much. <clears throat> okay. Um,
1: what yeah, are you working like, a, on? What are you doing? What? How about you? So, actually, as soon as you guys leave, um, uh, I finally found a writer. Uh, who's going to co? Who's been co-writing my surf film with me that I told you the, oh, the doc, right? And so we wrote the teaser. We have like probably up to like eh, maybe like forty pages in or something. But the teaser I sent to the editor for him to just start the process so we could while we're working on the script he could be doing that. Mm-hmm. they sent me like four different versions, and they're all like three minutes long, and it's going to be like two when it's done. So it's going to be long at first, as we all know. Yeah. And I told him, I said, you know, you sent me three or four different versions and I I don't know what I'm looking for here. You didn't Mm -hmm. say on version one I did this or you know what I mean? Mm. You want me to go find it, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So I had to write down some notes stuff. So I'm going to go over that and just send my notes tonight. Mm -hmm. And then um, we're staffing like Mm -hmm. crazy until probably the end of January we'll be staffing. Mm -hmm. Um, Then, you know, having interviews and all that shit is going to be wild. Uh, because both rooms started in public, mm-hmm. so
4: got a lot of reads, to, uh, scripts to read. Forgot a lot. Yeah. Uh,
1: anyway, so that's that. Um, but I'm getting more responsibilities. You know, more producing type of stuff, which is great. So it's moving in that direction, which I wanted. I got another um, development uh, coordinator who's in, so she's doing more stuff that I was doing. So I'm able to do more stuff on that other end. So that's looking good. Um, but I got a lot of a lot of things I'm trying to do. I definitely want some more network pro- produced things this year, and in twenty twenty three. And I want I want to get um, some uh, deadline stuff. Deadline uh, stuff. Me when you do stuff, they announce some deadline. Basically.
3: Oh, some publicity. Yeah, publicity. Yeah. word. yeah. There's yeah. some
1: things that that I yeah will be worthy of that when it when it comes out. So um, those are just a couple. Couple of things, um yeah, that are just off the top of my head
4: right now. It's gonna be a good year. I've yeah. Got a feeling twenty twenty three is gonna
1: be good. Yeah. I think we I think it was like twenty all the way down to twenty two. Now it's like twenty three is like starting to Yeah. It's got to it's go on. I don't on. know.
0: Well, I don't it's, know. It's, I think our business is continuing to fucked. contract. The Warner fucked. Brothers discovery of it all. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, Batgirl getting pulled. Gordita Chronicles Love. getting pulled. I mean, uh, stuff they're just not, uh, Minks getting pulled of HBO Max. I mean, it's just nuts.
3: Yeah. yeah. Look, I've, I've said this before. I give Warner Brothers five years before it's gone. Before it's gone. Wow, I think it's gone. I mean, I think, and
0: this is a major freaking like this is major. synonymous with cinema. Warner well, Brothers. I mean, I, th- synonymous. I, I like
3: I, th- I th- like my belief is that they'll spin off like HBO and DC, DC will be sent off to like wh- whoever wants to buy that shit. You mm-hmm. know, maybe it maybe it, it may it's Sony buys HBO because they might need a channel, sure. and then. The, the the DC stuff, you know, obviously can't sell it to Disney, so someone else might pick that up. Mm-hmm. And then the actual studio will just be like a library and they won't make movies anymore mm-hmm. because I don't think that they, you know, people always go, what the fuck's wrong with them? And it's like, you know, they got 40 some billion dollars in debt, right? Yeah. The only problem is that people kind of forget it is probably 20 billion of that is from the AOL purchase like 21 years ago. Right. So they're just sitting on debt that they've not been able to like put a mm. dent in mm. in 20 years. Yeah. Um, and so... <laughs> and when,
0: when you had a network like CW that yeah, never, made never, never made a dime. <laughs>
3: never made a dime. Never fucking made a dime. You're like, what are you... In, what, in what, 16 what, years. Yeah. So yeah. Like, what the fuck are you
0: doing? So you got, so it's just this whole level of like... <laughs> and, and in fairness, they were co owner Like it was... Warner Brothers and UPN yeah, um, made CW. Sure. But, still, but yeah. the yeah. thing
3: is... Yeah. Where's my money from that? Well, okay, so <laughs> they didn't make
0: any money off CW, but they made money off the shows themselves selling the shows to like Netflix. Netflix so Warner yeah, Bros. Studios, no, no, that's Warner Bros. TV yeah, that's not a lot of made money, money off it. Of, but the Netflix deal has ended as, as of like yeah, 2019, so now
3: everything is shoved Max, over to HBO Max. Max and now. then they put everything off HBO Max. I mean, yeah, I mean look, th- I mean, that's my theory. Yeah. It, you know, because I don't know if they know what to do. I mean, the cash cow for them... Would have been the DC stuff, yeah. but they mismanaged that. You yeah. know, every which way imaginable mm. for the last decade and a half. So uh, uh, I have some. I have
4: some. Sorry, I have some. Oh, I have faith in what uh, James Gunn is doing, because I think. I think even though it's harsh to admit that it's it's hard to see Henry Cavill go or Gal Gadot. He's got
0: to he's gotta do. He had to do a hard reset. I I that's a hard decision. to I Make, but it was a mess. That could have here,
3: with I it. mean, look. I mean, that's fine. I'm not a fan of James Gunn. i that's think fine. I mean, I mean, look. People like his work. I I don't. I don't like the Guardians mm-hmm. movies. Were, I, I was a fan of them. I don't like the Suicide Squad. It's like, okay, whatever. You know, it's, I'm not saying he's a bad filmmaker. It's just not, no. it's not my guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: just... But I think that's what <clears throat> the DC universe needed from the top, and I think they've been trying to build on something that just wasn't laid out properly. No, from the, everybody from the
0: was the doing beginning. their own thing in a million different directions, and it was star-fucking,
4: yeah. you know, and uh, At least now a there's mess. a chance that maybe, and, and we, we won't see this in, two years or three years, maybe in ten years. But, you know, ten years ago, Marvel wasn't what it is today. It was The Dark Knight, and it was WB. You know, so... Well, I, see, Well, okay, look, I say this all the time.
3: Marvel rolled a huge gamble by going to Iron Man first. Yeah. And I think, and, and for that being successful, that, uh, by taking a character that was arguably like a second-tier character yeah. and making a big film, successful film... It gave them the ability to say, oh, then we can do other stuff. Yeah. The problem with DC is, is that they're, they're they're relying on Batman, relying on Superman, which is their big properties. Yeah. I mean, they need to find someone, a smaller property. They need to dig in the vault. Y- you know, dig in yeah. the vault and, and find, find Well, I think they tool. were
4: trying to do the Black Adam. Yeah, but doing it the right you way, know. though. You they know? Yeah. do it the right way. Yeah. Yeah. No,
0: no, the now, right look, way. I mean, look, I'm, like I said, I mean, it's, look. Because you got, like, static shock still sitting out there. I'm yeah. not, um, I mean, I'm, I, look.
3: I'm not a fan of James Gunn, but that doesn't mean that I'm, I'm wishing ill of him. I mean, yeah. I mean, look, I want his work to be successful. I, I feel like he could come in and do the right. I mean, look, their big gun is Superman. And yeah. If they can't get Superman to work, then it, does, then it doesn't matter for well, them. Well, because so. they
0: strayed from what Superman is. He's Completely. a boy from Kansas, and you kept trying to make him dark and edgy. Yeah. And this is where I get in fights with the fanboys
2: mm.
0: all the time because yeah. they keep yelling up and down, yelling on Twitter, <laughs> yelling on TikTok. They want dark and edgy everywhere it doesn't it doesn't need to be everywhere. Yeah. Leave no. Superman the fuck alone. Yeah. He's Clark Kent. Yeah. Like his yeah. identity was always more identified with Clark Kent. Superman was what he could do. Clark Kent was who he was. Yeah. And why they they veered from that with these yeah. movies, with Cavill and even well, um, no, well,
1: no it's it's simple why they did It's the it's same it's, tone it's, as Spider-Man. It, it, it should be light. It, 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 yeah. yeah like
3: yeah. the thing the problem is is that Zack Snyder is not really uh, he did not like Superman He doesn't like Superman he, yeah. he, uh, he, he admitted he was in And also he, uh, he loves Anne Rand he, He's like he's a, He's, oh, he's an Rand acolyte So it's kind of like <laughs> so, so, <laughs> No he said is that it, or,
0: yeah. Is it pronounced Ian Rand? I don't know how it's pronounced a- it's A-Y-N a, it's, a, it's a
4: made up name It's not really her name I know she has, or, a, or Watchmen Was his big Big thing, you know, mm-hmm. like but Watchmen is not Superman. Like Watchmen is like a yeah a a, a cold graphic novel yeah. that's very dark with like very dark. Well, and that's where you have uh, to have themes, someone someone know?
0: overhead like a Kevin Feige who says, okay, who can do a peer? <laughs> let me bring a director in who can bring do a peer piece World War Two thing with Captain America. Like oh, this guy Joe Johnston who did the Rocketeer. Yeah. Right. Oh, who who can do this sort of spy thriller thing? Oh, let's do the Russo brothers and let get let them do. It. Like you keep
4: picking di- directors who yeah. do fit the right project, but without right. consistent vision yeah. and with a story yeah. that you've interwoven from before. Like I think that's the big thing that with mm-hmm. DC. I mean, I, I'm a huge fan of coming comic books, and I, uh, it's fascinating to see mm-hmm. how Marvel has grown. How it's kind of I think kind of losing its touch a little bit. You 100%. know, it's, they're they're not what it used to be. Uh, and why I'm excited that James Gunn is deciding to make these big changes because it's what you need to do to really bring up this, like, the best IP in the world. If you're sitting on the best IP in the world, Superman, Batman, you know, Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. Aquaman, you're sitting right. on the best IP yeah. and you're not utilizing it to what it should be. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, it I needs more hope and optimism. I mean, and yeah, I, I don't know up. if he can bring that
0: because to your point, Chris, I've never particularly seen that in his work. No, I've seen
3: Goofy... And I've seen, <laughs> that, you know, see, jokes. See, see, people forget um, that, that, that he, he came of age doing that, that stuff from like Toxic Avenger stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and his and his break into mainstream Hollywood was doing. Like the, I just said, I mentioned that movie Slither. That was the, his first. Well, that, but yeah. but the big thing he got was um, Scooby Doo, just like this like mm-hmm. Scooby Doo movie. So so that's so that's his tone. And if you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. oh, that's just Scooby Doo in space. It just it is. Yeah. I mean, look. Some people that's like that's why it. I wasn't crazy about it. I, oh, look, okay. look, some people like it, but that's not my thing. Yeah. I don't think he's the right guy for DC. Designing a universe. Yeah. It's yeah. because of that. Yeah. You know. But, you I know. Yeah. You know. Because he veers goofy, and I say that because. Where Marvel has lost its edges, that's mm-hmm. become
0: too funny Too, too, goofy. Yeah. too, too goofy. goofy. Too goofy. Too goofy. Yeah. Totally joke, jokey, jokey, joke, joke, yeah. joke, joke, joke. We're in the middle of a situation. Joke. Mm-hmm. I saw that shit happening. Everyone loved fucking so that it? Thor. Oh, no. Um, oh, we saw
3: that terrible one, the the, the
0: Ragnarok. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, everyone loved that movie. And Everybody I was like, mm, huh, I don't, huh, huh, I, huh, I, huh, I, I see, see, see danger ahead. See I don't line. like where this <laughs> head is heading. It's too comedic. Like, I need to take this man seriously. And they
3: didn't. And then it's done. And they kept and they doubled down and on doubled, it. No, oh, they no, they down on the last one. This but thank God, we had, end thank God we had in game. Thank God we had
0: in game. Right? <laughs> thank God for in game.
3: But that's I, why.
1: Well, thank y'all. So
2: that's why he's trying to
1: wrap up the podcast, I know, okay, y'all. I got shit to do. I apologize.
2: <laughs> no we're, we're worse.
1: <laughs> Well, thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thank it you, JP. Thank we you for it. Talked for a long yeah, time. This is two hours. Um, JP, Linnell, Chris. Appreciate every one of you guys. Hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas and New Year. You know and um, hope 23 picks up for you I will say this last thing to the writers be preparing for the strike Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and be preparing yourself for what you're going to do when it happens how are you going to make money outside of it Mm -hmm. there are other ways but you have to figure that out for yourself so Mm -hmm. with that I'll tell you offline Uh, with that uh, thank you guys appreciate you guys Um, I'm Hillary Hillary Guest you guys can find me on Twitter at Hillary Guest on um, Instagram, Facebook, everything, same thing. Also, uh, please go on iTunes, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, whatever you listen to. We're all over the world, <clears throat> everywhere. Um, please give us a five-star
3: review. We need that for the metrics. Um, what else we got, Chris? And you can support the show on our Patreon page. If you go to ScreenwritersRR.com, there'll be a link to take you to our Patreon, and you can support it at, at $1, $2, $5, $10. $3 million, whatever, you know. You know there you have just help us out those who are brother man brother man brother man those who are already supporting we love this we, we love you those who listen all the time and haven't supported we still love you too exactly
1: yeah indeed Um. anyway a lot of good stuff happening Um. wishing everybody out there a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and uh, everybody joining me for 2022 20, so our last one mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. everybody join in you guys know how we do it on the rant room on the show we keep it real we keep it opinionated. We keep it what, everybody? 2022. 2022. Peace, you Everyone got one. What's your opinion?
0: This is the ramp Room. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can
1: get it. No limit. We get to kill it. Keep tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping.
2: No. Any
1: topic. Even the random. I hope that you're ready.
0: We're entering in the zone soon. We only grown shit. Welcome to the oh, round Room. That's it. That's all I got to say.